and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Today's episode is... I, I can't even. I have no words for how good this episode was and how much fun I had making it. It's very long. So let me just get this out of the way. So the guest today is Skinny Vinny Imperati. He is a media personality who is probably best known for being in Zackasses Instagram and YouTube videos. He does these pranks and these stunts and it's just absolutely hilarious. He's also been featured on Steve-O's social media accounts as well. Um, if you're wondering who Zackass is, I feel weird talking about Zackass because he wasn't on the episode, but just to give you some context, if you are like, Amanda, I like, I like it when you talk about design. I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Um, Zackass is, if you've seen the Jackass movie posters, there's a big dude and he is wearing a kite and that's who Zackass is. And that is, um, Vinny's roommate and best friend. And they create a lot of content together. You know what? It's so funny. I actually texted Vinny before I recorded this and I said, should I call you a media personality? And he said it was fine, but really... I would say he's more of a creator, as um, as the kids on YouTube are calling it these days. Um, this is a very different episode than what you normally hear for a million reasons. The first one is that the sound is pristine uh, because Vinny set it up. Um, we actually recorded this outside of his house um, and there's a little bit of street no noise. There's one point where the ice cream man comes in when Vinny's telling this like very dark story and it just kind of makes it hilarious. Um, but for those of you who don't know, maybe you're listening to this because you've heard Vinny on other podcasts before. Um, Vinny is, let me tell you, his life story is so crazy to me and he is so smart and interesting. Literally, I could have gone on for another two hours, but we were in the valley and it was hot AF outside. So that's another, so it's definitely, this is not about design, but I will say it's about making it in Hollywood and about changing your life. And he's really become bougie. I mean, listen, when you're living in the same house with the dude on the uh, new Jackass movie poster, you're officially bouge adjacent. So um, that's why I included him. But that's why I, well, you know what it is really? I think his story is so interesting um, for a million reasons. One, he is sober for over three years now and he is doing all of these projects and making money doing it and really making it as a creator and three years ago he was living in a porta potty in Connecticut and I feel like we all go through things in life and we all go through periods where like things where maybe we feel like we're making the wrong decisions or we make bad decisions or maybe we think that things will never change and if you listen to Vinny's story things can like things can change and he is really a master manifester all the people that he's created content with were people who he had like posters of on his wall in high school 
And I think that just really goes to show you, not to sound all California and woo-woo, but also to sound California and woo-woo, how the law of attraction works. So if you're into the law of attraction, you will love this episode. I also just want to say too that it's a really funny episode. And when I normally record these things, it's a little stressful. A lot of the times there's a publicist on the line that you don't hear, or we have 30 minutes and it's, or it's four Forbes and it's very go, 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 go. And what I really loved, I mean, I have to say, I don't want to like, I don't want to say bad things about my other episodes, but what I think made this episode so good is that it's more of a conversation than an interview. I mean, listen, I shut up a lot and I'm like, I know I'm completely an interrupter, but um, I really let him tell his story. But, you know, it's a real conversation and it's a side of me that I don't, we talk a lot about sex and a lot about drugs. And it's not a side that like I normally have for the public, but you know what? I'm sort of like, and I was talking to Vinny about this in the episode, you know, I think I'm the kind of person who sort of cares way too much what other people think. And I think when I let go, that's when I create my best content. So that's sort of what I'm trying. And I definitely let go in this episode. It is definitely different. It's, I mean, and again, it's two hours. And I would say if you're listening and you like listen to it in two segments, I don't care. There is kind of a plot twist at the end that is bonkers. That is really, really shocking to me about his life. And I I almost couldn't believe it. Um, But I will will let you listen and hear it for yourself. Um, A few other quick notes. I would actually just say one more quick note. Two more quick notes. Okay. If you're new here, by the way, um, if you could please subscribe, rate and review or share with a friend, that would be awesome. It would mean so much to me. There are no commercials. So, um, you know, I have no sponsors. I am just doing this for funsies. So please, uh, please do that. You can also follow me on Instagram at it's Amanda Lauren and follow me on Twitter at Amanda Lauren. Those links are in the show notes. Okay. As I said, we talk a lot about sex, a lot about drugs. So if you have kids, if you're listening to this in the car, you're pretty much the shittiest parent ever if you are listening to this with your kids in the car. You are. True story. Also, um, I make fun. I feel a little bit weird. There was in the episode about making fun of the term California sober. And the reason, let me just say this. The reason why I made fun of the word, because it didn't sit easy with me in retrospect, um, is that the term California sober just sounds so, I'm Kelly sober. It's such a dumb expression. I'm still not even sure what it means. Um, I don't know if it means you don't do hard drugs, but you drink and smoke weed, or you don't do hard drugs, but you just smoke weed, but you don't drink. I don't know. Um... There was a whole controversy with a lot of people. It's a big buzzword because uh, Demi Lovato was talking about, was saying that she was Cali Sober on, a, there I go, Cali Sober on um, Joe Rogan. So I just want to make it very, very clear a few things. Um, one, if that works for you, I don't care. The phrase is ridiculous. The concept is not. Like, 
if you are a former addict or you're in recovery and you have an occasional glass of wine or you smoke a joint or like you know three times a year you have like a ficatini ficatin plus a glass of wine um that's fine i have no problem with that i am not judging you whatever works for you but for the love of christ can we stop using the term california sober because it's completely ridiculous as a term um exit from the language throw it out of the urban dictionary uh i'm done i'm over it so that's just something that i wanted to make clear like whatever whatever works for you that that's what you that's what you should do um and another thing which is that in a previous episode i kind of i feel like in the one with liz bentley i shit a little bit on bam and i was like you know why can't he get sober he has all this money and in retrospect that was a very ignorant statement of me to make and i don't know why i said that and i actually almost added something to the beginning of that episode um to that intro and i didn't so i want to make it clear here my heart hurts for him clearly this is a guy in a lot of pain and it sounds like he's getting help and that is what he needs to do and that's a good thing and he is in my thoughts and my prayers um anyway i just want to say i think you will find this episode incredibly inspirational and like super fun vinny was super funny we were both laughing the whole time it was probably the best two hours i've had in a very long time um i was saying in the previous episode and i got a lot of feedback about talking about my miscarriage and you know some of the stuff going on in my life and i just you know listen and all of this comes from a great place of privilege okay like i get it I shouldn't ha- complain about anything. You know, my family is healthy, everyone is fine. Like, you know, I don't know anyone who's died of COVID and I know it's been a hard year for so many people. And and I'm saying this with food on my table and a roof over my head and, you know, money in my bank account. But like, I am bored as fuck. I am so sick of COVID. I have reached full COVID freaking bonkersness and I think it's because um as I said before like before all this happened I would go out I don't know I could go to five work events a week and as much as I love writing and I love what I do it is very hard to be at home all day behind a computer and not connecting with people IRL um it's been really one of the hardest things for me and I think just like to be honest with you get even recording these podcasts like they're fun but there's really nothing like doing it in person and connecting with people um i think it's just so important and as i said we recorded this outside everything was covid safe um i think it just sort of letting i really like i hate this expression i'm just this should be like i should really like subtitle this expressions i hate but like i really let my hair down i really relaxed it's a very different side of me than I revealed in other podcast episodes. And you might and listen, I think that anyone who's listened to me do these very straight serious interviews will be completely completely surprised at the side of me that talks about, you know, darker things. Um which is sort of listen, like I'm a dark humor person. Like I related 
way too much to Russian doll. Um, so if you, by the way, it's a great show if you haven't seen it on Netflix. But either way, I've been talking to myself for 12 minutes and I am going to shut up um, and enjoy this episode with Vinny and Parati. Um, thank you so much for listening. Okay, here we go. Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren and today we have a ridiculously professional setup um, and I'm just laughing because I could never do anything this professional. <laughs> I am here with someone who I think he's about to become so famous that in a few months from now he would never be sitting here with me because everyone is going to know who he is. I am here with, is it like skinny, do you, are you skinny Vinny or are you Vinny and Parati? Like how do you, how do you identify? <laughs> okay, so um, my, my Instagram, all, all my socials, I go by skinny Vinny. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm going to be 34 this year. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, fuck dude, I'm like kind of getting old now. And I don't know if I just, <laughs> I don't know if I want a nickname anymore. You know, it's, it's like having a nickname is kind of like for the younger dudes and like, not, not exactly. Cause some, but, but these like Steve-O for example, like, mm -hmm. but it's Steve-O. He's like in his late forties, but it's fucking Steve-O. He like. So I, I don't know my all my social media. He's the media Madonna is, of like MTV, <laughs> yeah, but not. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, yeah, I guess Skinny Vinny, Vinny, yeah, whatever. So I wanted to have you on because I will say this is not the um, this is weird to follow like Chris loves Julia and then my solo <laughs> episode about should I live in the Hamptons or not? <laughs> but I heard you on Dopey. You were on showing up with Asher Gottesman, which is a podcast that I produce, and I think your story is so interesting and so compelling. And I feel like you're kind of a poster child for self-improvement mm -hmm. um, and just overcoming things. And I think your story is a story that people need to hear. I also think manifestation and being at the right place, it's just a bonkers fucking story. Yeah. And I, so what are you doing? I just want you to start with what are you doing now? And you are going, you have, there was an NDA and you're going to have a show and you can't talk about it, but you can talk about it a little. So, so what are you going to be working on in the next few weeks? Okay. So, uh, first I want to say thank you for all those kind words. It really does mean a lot. Oh. And, um, and, and for everybody who's listening and you hear that background noise, we're in my front yard. So you might be hearing some traffic and maybe a garbage truck. Every we're once COVID in a while. safe. So yeah. everyone can shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, thank you for those kind words. It's, uh. And how you were talking about manifestation and, and stuff like that. I'm a true believer in that shit, too. And what I have going on now, it's uh, I just moved back to L.A. about a month ago. And um, I got my own place here in the Valley with my roommate. And we have uh, we have a couple projects in the pipeline right now. Um, a few of them I can't talk about. Um, this show that we're going to be working on, it's, it's somewhat of a prank show. Um, that's really all I can give. But... Um, we're going to have some cool guests on. We're going to um, be pranking each other a lot. And uh, I'm going to have my back against the wall for the next couple months because I know <laughs> ridiculous shit is going to be coming <laughs> coming my way. And so where did you – but, like, I want people to – well, first of all, it's very hard to, like, come to Hollywood and just get a show. Trust <laughs> me. I've been trying to do it for, like, <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like, HGTV, why are you not calling me? <laughs> um the truth though yeah yeah but like where did you but like people it's like i sound like such an exploitation this is like it almost sounds like a news report but yeah. just a few years ago yeah you were homeless and living in a porta potty <laughs> like which is just but like 
you're such first of all i want to say ladies he's single he's so cute and like the nicest guy and i feel like like i feel like husband vibes from you (laughs) i feel like you're going to be a very good husband one day i'm not fucking kidding i'm not fucking dude i wish these girls would think the same fucking thing dude i've been having such issues lately like so down in texas i was like talking to some chick and like i really fell for this chick like Mm -hmm. head over heels but the problem was that she's really young and she just didn't know what she wanted in life. And I think uh, we, we were talking for a whole year during COVID while I was here in L.A. and she was down in Texas. And when I left L.A. and I went to Texas, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I was like, yo, I'm going to be on tour. I'm going to be stopping through Texas. Let's just meet. And then we met and like sparks flew in the air. You know, mm-hmm. it was just it was just amazing. And then um, she just she just like she was like, oh, our lives are totally different. And she's telling me this after, like, we've already hooked up a bunch. Like, I, I had Christmas with her whole family. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it, it, it was it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, our lives are just way too different for this to even work. And t- to me, I think it's bullshit because, like, you knew what you're getting into. Like, you, you know what I do and who I hang out with and, like, who we are. And so, like, that kind of excuse is bullshit. But it is what it is. But I, I, she fucked me up. I was, like, super fucked up this whole year. You know, and I'm still kind of fucked up over it. But um, I appreciate that, though. Like, I wish. (laughs) No, I'm like, but I'm not kidding. It's really funny because, like, I, well, first of all, it's girls in L.A. It's dating in L.A. is very hard. I met my husband. He was living in New York and I was living in L.A. Yeah. And I think we were just both, like, I think we were meant to be together. Like, we grew up a few blocks from each other and our parents had mutual friends. The whole thing was, like, so fucking weird. But, like, we had never met each other. And, um... I just think, I think dating in LA is very, very hard. Yeah. Um, but when you meet the right person, you kind of know it and it happens. But that is, I agree. It was such bullshit because she totally, it would be like if I had complained to my husband when we were boyfriend and girlfriend that he didn't live close enough. Well, it's like, well, I knew you lived yeah, in New exactly. York, fucker. Exactly. You know, and I haven't really um, dated in LA that much. I've had, um, like, I when I came out to L.A., I was still strung out. I was still homeless. And then, uh, like, in and out of programs and stuff. And then when I got sober, during the first year, I met somebody. And we were on and off for about a year. And uh, and then she split it off with me, saying the same thing, you know. And um, so that one kind of fucked me up a little bit. And then I consider, I don't, I was talking to my sponsor a, a few months ago about this. I was like, I might be a sex addict because... What I do, especially recently, is just like because you know us as addicts, we we crave that like uh, that instant gratification and like trying to fill that void of whatever the fuck it is and whatever it's if it's loneliness or ego or whatever the fucking case may be. It's like I sleep with a lot of girls and, and it's just like I, it's I I hate it afterwards. I fucking hate it. I feel gross. Really? I, yeah, I feel gross in the moment. Obviously, it's fucking great, but like last night. I went and hooked up with a Tinder chick, and I, I'm, like, on my way home, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Dude, Bumble. <laughs> Bumble and better quality girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, and then every night I'm just like, all right, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, it's like, I, I, like I've, I've really been looking to, like, find somebody and, like, settle down and, like, travel the world with and, like, just, just do what I, like, share my insane life with somebody. But just, I, I just can't find the right one. I'm telling you it's Tinder because Tinder is like a fuck <laughs> app. It's like you're ordering up a girl to fuck. Totally, totally. So what I do is like I'll have all – I'll have Bumble, I'll have Tinder, I have Hinge, and then like – Is it all the same girls on all the apps? It's kind of pretty much, dude. <laughs> it's like – and then like I'll, I'll – 
all I do is just swipe right, you know? It's just like, and then, and then I'll do what I got to do. And then like, I'll come home and I'm like disgusted with myself and I'll delete all the apps right away. And then like a day or two later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to upload them again and do the same thing. And it's just like, it's just like a, a vicious cycle. And it's just like, it's just like the drugs, you know, it's just like, all right, this one last time, but it's never the last one. <laughs> no, but listen, first of all, I just have to say that like anyone getting laid during a pandemic, like congratulations to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even though it's like not a good thing for you, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. people should just be having sex. People should be connecting. People should like, I feel like we've also, were you now, did you like do this during the like lockdown and all that shit? Um, no, actually. So the lockdown, so 2020, and it's crazy to say because so many people, like a lot of people died. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of, like a lot of fucked up shit happened. 2020 was probably the best year of my life. It's okay. Yeah. Don't feel fucking, I know. Like I hear so many people like stop feeling, you know what? It's not we that I feel, feel guilty bad. It's, for being it, fucking happy. No, I know. Well, my, so I traveled more last year than I did my whole life. Totally not judging you. Yeah. And totally want to. Totally wished I had yeah. traveled more last so year. So I, so I, I was on like thirty five planes last year, and wait, and you didn't get COVID. No, uh-uh. well, I know. Congr- I'm fucking up this. But congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's like a fucking miracle. Yeah, and my my, a lot of my videos did very well last year. I got, um, I got this. I did this video. It was like a twenty. It was like a, a 2019 recap kind of thing. And that video got recognized by some people, and that's how I got involved with Send It City, that the show that we filmed last mm-hmm. year. And uh, yeah, so like as far as like my entertainment career goes, and like all that shit that I did, like 2020 was the year for me. We're outside. Everyone just has to deal with the yeah. background. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as like the hooking up goes, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot last year. But yeah. you were, t- listen, you were living your best fucking 100%, life. 100%, yeah. And like, so wait, so where did you, where did you come from? Where are you from? Yeah. All of that. So I'm, uh, I'm originally from Connecticut. I, um, I say New Haven, but I, I went to high school in, uh, in Old Saybrook. It's like this very upper class, uh, white privilege town, uh, right on the beach on the uh, New England town. It sounds so, so nice. It, it's gorgeous, and it's every time I go back, I'm like, wow, I really took this shit for granted because like I was a fucking asshole back then when I lived there, and um, I'm not my my name isn't uh, very uh, a, lot, a lot of people hate me because I I did a lot of fucked up shit back then, like all, all the drugs that I sold and all the people's lives that I ruined. You know, it's like my it's uh, <laughs> I'm not very liked where I'm from, and but I and I also say New Haven is because uh, uh, I was like we grew up in New Haven and like lower class. My mom like worked a full time job. My mom, my father passed away when I was two or three. He got hit by a drunk driver when uh, he oh. was on his Harley. So it was just me and my mom's growing up. My I have an older sister, but she ran away at, like when she was sixteen. I think I was ten maybe. Do you talk to her now? Or? I do. Yeah, yeah. Where is she? She's in Connecticut. She's got two kids. She's ha- has a great family. Um, she she and my mom didn't really get along when she was a kid so she like ran away and lived with her grandmother mm-hmm. and um my mom's a drug addict too so it was just me and my mom growing up but my mom isn't like me she was able to keep a a really good job and i like during my addiction i couldn't keep shit you know so she did she did a very good job raising me no complaints 
Do I wish she did a few things differently? Yeah, of course, but I don't regret any of it Isn't now. that, like, everyone, though? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, I don't know anyone that's like, well, my parents did it out of the park 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, she, my mom was my biggest enabler, totally, and, and mm-hmm. I think the reason being is because my father passing away, my sister out of our lives, uh, I think she f- felt bad, so she she became more of a best friend than a mom. So she just let me get away with anything that I wanted to. And, and especially when it came to the drugs, she was a big part of it too. And she was a heroin addict and she quit doing heroin when I was around 12. She got on the methadone program, but um, she's been on the program since she's still on it today. So it's over 20 years now, you know. But I mean, if that works for her. Totally. Absolutely. If it, if it stops her from fucking putting a needle in her arm, totally. I'm yeah. totally with it. And, uh, and then she... Later on, she like had chemo a few times, uh, went through chemo a few times, oh and gosh. she was using the, the 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 methadone as like pain maintenance. And but she she was on like a high dose for a very long time, and just recently she cut down fifty percent. So wow. which is great. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, my 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 childhood was was super good, dude. Like after when uh, after like uh, elementary school and middle school, my mom wanted me to go to a, like a better high school. So she moved in, she moved us in with her mom mm-hmm. and, um, which is an old Sabra, great high schools, you know, great, great everything. But I felt very, um, very out of place because everybody's wearing like Lacoste college <laughs> shirts, khaki shorts, boat shoes, you know, everybody's got nice cars. And Wait, I'm, so let me, let me interrupt. So yeah. to describe you to, to my audience, you're wearing, um, a Slayer tank top yeah. and you are covered in tattoos and yeah. you're wearing like a hot green backwards baseball cap like yeah a yeah yeah a, a green thrasher ca- uh, baseball cap trucker hat so so not so whatever preppy is thing complete opposite <laughs> yeah 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 and um so i felt very out of place um i was very into i was very much into like skateboarding and um and and all that kind of like like punk music and stuff like that and so i felt very out of place and and a, a thing with me even today that is like i have the need to be wanted i have the need to like fit in so I'm like constantly trying to fit in with everybody, and um, and it worked. You know, like I made a lot of friends in that high school, and um, and then started smoking weed with everybody. And then and then of course, like I start selling it because again, like I, I wanted I I need to be wanted by everybody. You know, if I, I if I have all the drugs, everybody needs me. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like that was my way of like fitting in and getting to go to all the parties and shit like that. And um, and like skateboarding and uh and film were like my biggest passions like I started I started filming I started skateboarding when I was around 10 or 11 and all my friends were progressing more than I was Mm -hmm. and I was a I was a big kid when I was younger so I wasn't progressing like them so what I did was I I I picked up a video camera and I started filming all them and that's that was my that's how the love of filming started for me and then um then Jackass came out I want to say it was 2000 it came out. And then when, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to travel the world with my bros. And, and get injured. Yeah, yeah, and just do stupid shit, you know. And so then, then we, we, like, we, would, we, would do, we would skate and then jump in bushes or, you know, do whatever we wanted to do to just make other people mm-hmm. laugh. And we did that for a while. And then, like, when the drugs started coming in, like, it started fading away. A little bit, you know, and um, and then like my early twenties when I started to get into like opiates and prescription pills, then it completely went out the window, you know, and uh, slowly selling all my equipment for drugs and 
it just I, I I had it all, you know. Like when when I turned eighteen, my uh, when my because my father passing, I got a really big check for my eighteenth birthday, like from the lawsuit and everything. It was like it's like a quarter of a million dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, and me coming up from like not having shit, and no one really taught me the value of a dollar, and uh, so I, I was just really stupid with it and bought cars, jewelry, just everything that I ever wanted. You know, I I I remember. I, I used to see people on jet skis in, in, in the water, and I was like, oh, I want one of those so bad. It looks so much fun. And then when I had the money, I was like, fuck it. I went to the dealership, and I dropped 15000 on a fucking jet ski. It's oh, like, wow. Yeah, but it's like, again, do I regret it? Fucking no, because not every 18-year-old gets to do that kind of shit. Do I wish I was a little smarter with it? Yeah, of course, but I, I don't fucking regret it. But I, I, was, I was broke by the time I was 22. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um but and then everything that I bought with it, I started selling one by one because like the addiction started to really get bad, and all my cameras sold, computers sold, jewelry sold, everything, you know. And the, the last thing I owned was I, I had a a, a two thousand six Dodge Magnum, <laughs> and I spent like forty five thousand on it, and I and I traded it to my drug dealer for two ounces of crack, a hundred perk thirties, and like two thousand dollars cash. Wow. Yeah, and I was living in a motel. You, you got a little ripped off. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to say the least. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, dude, and it's, um, it got, like, super bad in my mid-20s. You know, I was living in Vermont for a while. and How did you end up in Vermont? So I was, I was trying to detox in Connecticut, like, just detox by myself, like, on somebody's couch. And one of my best friends, he lived in Vermont, and he, I guess he heard that I was, like, trying to get clean. So he's like, hey, man, why don't you just come live with me? I'll, I'll, I'll put you on my couch for a while till you get back on your feet. I'll help you detox. And I was like, fuck it. So I went up to Vermont. And I'm on, I'm on his couch sweating, just like cold chills, you know, like the, I'm sweating, but I'm freezing and throwing up, shit in my pants. And next thing I know, he's doing heroin in the bathroom, <laughs> like trying to hide it from me. And I find out, I'm like, dude, you're helping me detox, but you're getting high in the bathroom. I want some of that. Like, give me that now, you know? And then, and then Vermont just turned into a huge shit show and um, a bunch of overdoses up there. And I, I tried going to rehab up there. And the um, the last rehab that I went to up there was in Brattleboro, which is like southern Vermont. And It just sounds cold. Yeah. Oh, dude, Vermont sucks. It's so fucking cold. I, when it snows, it's like six feet of snow. You know, it's, it's rough, dude. Yeah. And, um, so when, so his name was John and he, it, there was three of us. There was me, John and Tom. Like we grew up next to each other in old Saybrook, best friends. I, I consider them brothers, you know, like I consider them more family than I actually do my family. And, um, the last rehab I went to, I did 28 days and I get out and I turn my phone on and my phone's blowing up and, um, I, the dude said, he's like, hey, John uh, overdosed. He's in critical condition up in Burlington Hospital. So I fly up there, and I, I get to the hospital, and um, I get to the front desk, and I'm just like, I'm, I, what room is, is John in? I'm looking for him. And they're, like, looking at the computer. They're like, oh, he's not in our system. I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Somebody told me he's, just, he's here now. And then I see the look on her face, and she's like, oh, he just passed 10 minutes ago. Oh, God. So I, uh, it, like, it hit me so fucking hard. And so I went and I went and bought a bunch of dope and went back to the parking lot of the hospital. 
and uh, was getting high in the hospital and I overdosed and this dude, a fucking stranger, walks by my car, just happens to have Narcan on him and sees me, sees me overdosed with the needle still in my arm and hits me with Narcan, gets me back up and then walks away, doesn't even say a word. And he's like, and I'm like coming to, I open my eyes and I see him like, I see the, the Narcan thing on my chest. And I see him, and he's just walking away. And I was like, "Yo, dude!" And he just looks up. He just looks back at me, smiles, and then just turns around and walks away. That's so bizarre. Like, yeah, it was, it's every time I talk about it, it gives me the chills. Do you think it was really happened? Yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, yeah. so not yeah. to like say like, are you sure? But like, yeah. it sounds so like. Yeah. Like, was your car on that he could see you? Yeah, my car was on. I, I, dude, at the time, it was... It was oh, I guess it's cold. Yeah, you got to yeah, put the heat on. Yeah, it, it's... Um, you know, that... Obviously, I'm so grateful and so f- unbelievably lucky. And and I, I, I and I think about that dude every fucking day. And But part of me, it's like... I, have you ever heard the term survivor's guilt? Yeah. So, like I said, I have 15 overdoses. And a few of them I've died. John, my best friend, he was the sweetest fucking kid. Wouldn't hurt a fly, and he was a genius, you know. And um, he had one and died, you know. So it's like, it's like I, what I start to think is like, fuck, why did I make it? I was such a piece of shit. All the people that I've hurt, everything that I've stolen from all my loved ones, just so I can get high. Why? Why was it me who made it out? And I, I'm not just—I didn't just survive. Like right now, I'm thriving. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing what I love to do. You're literally living your best I'm life. I'm living my fucking dream. You know, I'm working with people who I had posters in my room. I consider them friends now, which is insane to me. You know, it's like, why did I make it out? And and somebody like John, who was the sweetest kid on the fucking earth, died just from one. You know, so it's like, I, I sometimes I get angry from that. You know, um, the the first like year of my sobriety, it was rough. Every time I thought about that, I'm just like, fuck, dude, why was it me? Why was I chosen? And, um, but now after having a few years sobriety, it's like, okay, I need to take that and, and like really share my experience and, uh, uh, the cliche stuff in AA, share your experience, strength and hope, you know? Um, so I, I just try to use that and just, just try to be somebody that like kids could look up to because I, I'm not a big book thumper. I don't push AA. I don't say you have to do the steps. I don't like doing that. Like what I like to do and like what I try to make my brand be is like, you could have fun in sobriety and not be fucking miserable. You know, if that makes any sense. No, I totally get it's It's funny because, like, I think that if you – it's it's like one of those things – who was I talking to? I can't remember who it was. I have a conversation with someone about, like, not drinking around – oh. So a friend of mine is pregnant and her husband is sober. Well, I guess California sober. Mm-hmm. I hate that expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like someone put a fucking gun to me. <laughs> California sober. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. So we did not have. Um, and so she's like, you know, and she always used to drink. And so, but obviously, like she's not drinking right now. He's not drinking. And she's like, you know, if you and your they were coming over for a little barbecue. She's like, if you guys want to drink, like that's on. I'm like. No, like, that's so stupid. Like, if you can't, like, get through a fucking dinner with someone, and not, we did make virgin margaritas, and mm-hmm. they were very fucking good, yeah. okay, if I <laughs> yeah, do yeah. say so myself. But, like, <laughs> if you can't get through a dinner 
and not like drink or get high or there's something you just suck as a person <laughs> like yeah. you are just not that creative yeah. like you just don't know how to be present with people and mm -hmm. i know that that sounds harsh but i think i think it's true mm -hmm. um like, it, you should know how to have fun and not, and listen, and this comes from someone who loves to sit by a pool and just get completely shit-faced. But, like, I can, but I also have a lot of fun and never do anything For sure, like that. for sure. Well, some people, that could be harsh, but sometimes people need harsh, you know? Uh, and, but you also got to remember, a lot of people, it's like, that's all they know. You know, some people just don't know any other way to no, have No, I mean, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not mean at all, but it's 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 crazy because when I was in active addiction, it's it's like I woke up, I got high. I had breakfast, I got high afterwards. I took a shower, I got high afterwards. You know, it's like that's all I knew. And I I really it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life was to learn how to break that cycle and to like not my whole think, my whole my whole thought process when I was in active active addiction active addiction was, I'm afraid to get sober because I'm afraid that I'm gonna be miserable while I'm sober. So why would I, why I should just be getting high and miserable, you know? Which is the dumbest way to think. And um, no, I mean it does sort of have some logic to it. Yeah, but I get it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so and and that's why, and that's why today, I really try to push it that like okay you could fucking do anything you want and have fun. And that's why, like, I, I've been making, like, these... I, I've been on a whole workout kick lately. Like, I've mm -hmm. been crazy working out, and, and I'm, I've am i been making dumb videos And you lost, like, 100 pounds, yeah. which is fucking amazing. Thank you. Without yeah. surgery, which I had a yeah. fight with someone on the internet, and it still bothers me to say it. I never fucking fight with people on the internet. But I complimented... I said, like, you didn't... I think, like getting surgery it's not like cheating but like maybe a little bit because people do it themselves like a friend totally. of mine had lost 100 pounds yeah and i think that like it's such an it's more of an not to say if you get surgery it's not like it's not an accomplishment but if you do it without surgery it's a much bigger accomplishment. for sure a absolutely and there, there were times where i was thinking about it you know and um but everybody was like dude it's gonna feel so much better if you do it like the, the real way and there's going to be a time in the future where I'm going to have to get some sort of surgery as far as, like, extra skin and stuff like that. But that doesn't count because that's totally. not something you can do. Yeah, totally. But, um, but yeah, and I've, so I've been making, like, all these dumb videos at the gym, like, where I dress up in, like, 80s clothes and, <laughs> and I have, like, an 80s disco song playing in the back and we're just acting ridiculous while we work out. And, I like, I've been getting some DMs that are like, dude, why do you do that? And I'm just like, because I'm having fun. You know, it's like, Fuckers. yeah, like, why wouldn't I do it? I think it's fun. I think it's funny. Other people think it's funny. So why not? Like, I, my, like, my whole thing is like, I love to, enter, to entertain people. I, I crave attention. I am an attention whore. So it's like, I love making people laugh. I love being the center of attention. I, I think it's fun making it. So why the fuck not would I want to do it? You know? And, and then like, since growing this little social media platform that I have, I, I, I've gotten, I get a lot of DMs like from people that are in active addiction or, or like depression or, or anxiety or stuff like that. And they reach out for help and never in my life did I think that would be the case. And I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed. And I, I didn't go looking for, I didn't go looking for any of this stuff. You know, it, everything just like fell on my fucking lap when I got sober, which is every day I wake up and I'm just like, holy shit, this is real. You know, it's, it's, um, cause like I said, I've been dreaming of doing this shit since I was 10 years old. 
So you eventually ended up. So what is the whole porta potty situation? Because it's like specifically the porta potty. That's <laughs> yeah, a fan where it's just like, Well, it's just so. I mean, listen. I was at. This is gonna sound. So, I was at this orchard picking fruit in the Hamptons, and I went and I had to use a port. It was like uh-huh. it was gross. Yeah. Like like I did not want to spend an extra second in there, but like yeah. you gotta go. You gotta go. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so the porta potty. So I was I was like couch surfing for years, mm-hmm. just um, on friends' couches or park benches. You know, I was just like straight homeless. And um, the last two years, from twenty, from like twenty seven to twenty nine, I I found a, a handicap sized porta potty in East Haven, Connecticut. And um, was it clean? Was it empty? It was pretty. No, okay, so it was full. It, it wasn't like completely full, but it had like a little shit and piss in it. <laughs> um, but like the inside of it was clean, you know. So um, and it was like in a park that nobody really went to, so it was like kind of secluded. And so what I did is I just made a bed and I uh, I slept in that fucking thing for two years. And uh, rain, snow, you know, it, uh, the fucked up part about it. And I say this like this because this is a fan favorite. Everybody asks me about this, and I say this all the time. But the fucked up part about it was I was totally comfortable. I was, I was chilling. Like <laughs> my sick thinking was, <laughs> as long as I had a needle full of heroin and my Obama phone to watch Netflix, <laughs> I was chilling. Like I, I wasn't hurting anybody. Nobody was around me. Like I was by myself. I didn't give a fuck. It, that was uh, that was around the point where I like accepted that this was going to be my life for the rest of my life, you know, like a, a lonely heroin, homeless drug addict. And, um, and I was going to die like that. And when you get to the point of when you do accept it, that's when it gets really bad because then there's no, there's no rock bottom. It just, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. And, um, yeah, dude, it, it got really fucking bad. You know, like this, like the snow and rain in Connecticut's no joke. Oh, I mean, listen, I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. Like, I, I do not do well in the cold. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and then one day I um, I got a call from somebody um, who moved to L.A. to get sober, and he, he, he had, like, six years sober at the time, and um, he called me, and he's like, hey, man, I heard you're struggling. I'll, I'll fly you to L.A., but you got to go to a program. And... I I was like the only the only thing I was thinking was oh this is a free plane ticket to L A fuck it I'll take it it's easier to be homeless in Los Angeles okay which leads me to what do you, the homeless situation and I've talked about it on the podcast a million times mm-hmm. it's bonkers it's, here it's fucking insane <laughs> it's, it's fucking flawless. insane yeah 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 and I I feel mean and I feel horrible and I I feel bad saying that coming from a place of privilege mm-hmm. but I feel like. Well, it's, I think I talk, might have spoken about this on the podcast before. So I was in a, I had a slip and fall right before the lockdown and I had to go to physical therapy like during the lockdown. Yeah. And I was doing it in my chiropractor's office. It was basically a private Pilates session. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like ridiculous when it, it was, I was actually grateful for this injury because I, like my gym was closed and this was like, okay, between that and like my online trainer, I felt like a human being. I yeah. know people are judging me right now. <laughs> it's all right. So, so anyway, <laughs> I pull into the parking lot, which usually has a guard, but it doesn't have a guard because no one's really there. And, you know, the mm-hmm. economy's down. People are too cheap. And there are these two homeless guys. I think they were on meth. Like, if I were to, like, bet money, they were, I mean, I don't know. They were too, like, awake to be on heroin. Yeah. 
like these people and like there were Cheeto rappers and like yeah, <laughs> like it was very very like kind of remember that movie with Brittany Murphy Spun? I think that was yeah. the movie. It was like yeah. that. Like they could have been like from that movie. It was yeah. bizarre. And then I'm like fuck. So I go upstairs. I park my car and I have like a soft top convertible. Like they're gonna fucking cut my car. <laughs> Like, so I tell them, like, I tell security, I'm like telling the like physical therapist, can you call security? She calls security, they don't do anything. 10 minutes later, the guy busts in, starts screaming, trying to say he's like a veteran or a police officer. I'm still not sure. I jump off the like Pilates reformer. I run into an office. I lock the door behind me. I call 911. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, but, like, and listen, the West Hollywood, this was right after, like, um, the BLM thing, too. So, like, yeah. police situation was, like, awkward. Everyone, and the police were so nice. They had, like, a social worker, and they explained things to me, and they really helped this person. And, listen, yeah. like, nothing horrible happened. Like, I've, I'm kind of traumatized from it, but, yeah. like, I don't know. And then I was just like, fuck these people. <laughs> but now I'm like... I don't think they're happy either. Of course not. Like, none of these people, like, let me ask you, if you, obviously, everyone's got different goals, different aspirations, mm -hmm. but if you asked, like, everyone, yeah. do you want to, like, live indoors and have access to, like, a shower and food? Yeah. Most people, like, that are sane would say, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of this situation? Because there's literally, like, people living in encampments and, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the homeless situation in LA is super gnarly. Uh, when I got out here, it was bad, but the last three years it, it's gotten a lot worse. And I, I come from a place of, uh, where I, I see both sides very well because I, I come from a place where I was homeless on the streets here in Los Angeles. And, but I, I was super sick. You know, I, I was very deep in my disease my disease had a hold of me and I, it wouldn't let go. And, um, and I, and I, and that's the case with a lot of the people out here, you know, and 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 a lot of it's mental illness too. Of course, you know, and mental illness and drug addiction coincide, you know. So it's so j people are just very sick and they don't they don't understand what normal life is. And there are there are that small percentage of people that just would rather do that. So I, I like I know some homeless, homeless people that don't even do drugs. What? And they just like love not having to deal with normal people stuff. You know, it's it's just it's, it's they say it's the simple life. You know, I my like my hats off to them. You know, like I wish, like part of me wishes that I could just have a simple life like that and not have to pay thirty five hundred dollars a month for rent. You know, it's like, but it, it's it's crazy, dude. It's gotten I, I I come from a place of understanding, but now it's like gotten so bad to the point where like okay, like there's people getting killed under bridges, there are, like so many overdoses. There's shit catching on fire. You know, like uh, a lot of people with mental illness are like running after people with knives and like, yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic. I mean, it's not funny, but like, is a post-apocalyptic. It's gotten bad. Sometimes? Yeah. 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 It's gotten fucking Are you bad. on next door? <laughs> no, no. Oh my Oh, it's like, you know what it is uh -uh, though, right? No. Oh, it's, it's like this like social network of like neighborhoods and people complain about homeless people and then ask stupid questions oh, like really? about like, or like a handyman recommendation. Yeah. But people just tell the craziest stories of like people breaking in. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not like good. Listen, it's like hyper local Reddit. That's uh, okay. that's what I would describe it as. It, like it's not good for your soul to read any yeah. of this. It, it reminds me of the app um, 
citizen. citizen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We had <laughs> j- just last night or maybe the night before uh, something popped up. It said a mime was chasing after somebody with a knife dude <laughs> and like like zach my my roommate zach like he t- he took a screenshot of it and like texted it to me and i'm like dude you you made that that's not true he goes no dude a fucking mime is out terrorizing people right now <laughs> like like that just makes me laugh it's like really fucking funny it's it's like it's a little sad you know it's like people are just really fucking sick do you think and, it's yeah. real do you think someone did that because that would be yeah. so funny like I, I was like, dude, should we go looking for him? You know, like I kind of want to film this. Like, oh I would totally film it. That is yeah. so fun. That sounds like it's made up. Dude, like, made up or not, it's pretty. It's fucking fun. funny. Like, if it's made up, whoever thought of it, it's fucking genius. Like, I know. Like, you should DM that person. Like, can you friend me? Like, is this real? Yeah. Like, come work for me. Yeah. Like. You're the most creative person in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Like, it sounds like a terrible, like, horror movie of, like, a mime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like... I had, the, take, the, I had to take it off my phone. No, I had Citizen. I took mine off, too. It made me so anxious. I literally yeah. was popping, like, beta blockers, like, three times a day. I'm like, I'm going to stop my own heart if I don't yeah. take this app off my phone. Yeah. Literally. I would read something terrible and like chew beta blockers yeah. all day long during yeah. the lockdown. I, I I only had Citizen for a couple of days. I, the reason I downloaded it because uh, last year Steve-O did that um, that whole that promo stunt where he taped himself to the. Uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, and um, I get a call from one of the camera guys, and he goes, "Dude, get down here now!" And because Steve didn't tell anybody about it, and um, it was right by where I lived too. Yeah, it was like on Vine, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and I guess uh, I guess Citizen like put it on their thing and it popped up and it made so many people come come to the site and see it and that, and, and that was my first time hearing about Citizen so I downloaded it and then all day every day it's just oh, fucking going off I and I'm know. just like I can't do this I got to take it off but Zach still has it and he loves it <laughs> yeah because he wait so explain to people who Zach is because Zach is now he's going to, well he's in the Jackass movie he he's, is. he's on the poster yeah he's or maybe one of the posters yeah, he's I don't on, know if there are multiple like I don't get out much yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like my big outing for like the week yeah so um Zach is one of my best friends um he is one of the new cast members of Jackass 4 he is one of the posters the main poster which is fucking mind blowing to us and um he I I met him um so back to when I came to LA I was trying to get sober, not really, you know, um, but I still had health insurance at the time. So I was like manipulating the system and still going in and out of sober livings to sleep in a bed and eat free food for every every couple of days. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know I know people in, in that industry. It's like yeah. the biggest, like, yeah. yeah. I, I know how, how to like fake I'm just going to assume that. But like I know people that do like similar things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's on fucked the up. other side. It, it's totally fucked up, but yeah. like. In honest to God, this is going to sound so awful. I think insurance is the biggest scam. Yeah. I think it should all be not for profit. And like, yeah. I'm all for capitalism, but like on the insurance level, the people, it's just like a bunch of rich fucking totally. assholes. Yeah, totally. And every time you need something, it's a fucking fight with these people. Yeah. Fuck them. Bleed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleed insurance dry. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was bleeding them. And um, so I was going in and out of sober livings and- the last sober living that I got kicked out of, I was in front waiting for my Uber. Mm-hmm. And um, this was like one of the first spiritual experiences I've ever had. And um, I, I'm outside waiting for my for waiting for my Uber and I, and I, I hear a very vivid whisper in my ear. 
and it sounded like John, my one of my best friends who passed that I was talking about earlier, and it, he said, uh, enough is enough. Like, dude, you're going to be 30. Enough is enough. And so I called the, after that. I, like, it, like, kind of, it was, like, scary, you know, because of how vivid it, how vivid it was. And um, so I called the program director. I totally believe in, like, all of that, Yeah, by the way. yeah. I See, I didn't. I was very, I, I, I didn't believe shit during my addiction. And um, so I, I called up the program director. I was like, look, dude, give me another chance, please. So he put me into another house, the house where I stayed sober at and ended up graduating and working for. And I walk into the house and Zach's there. And he already had a big presence online and I knew who he was and I was a fan of his stuff. And um, and uh, he, he, he noticed a, um, a tattoo that I had that I have gotten covered since. And um, Wait, why did you get it covered? Because I got a better one on my neck. Okay, wait, what was the tattoo So it was the, the, the heartogram. Okay, that's you know, cool. The heart and mm-hmm. the triangle right there. And uh, I, I had it right here. I got it when I was like 15 years wait, old. Wait, so, so what did you cover it? I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I so, love tattoos as art. Yeah, so I got it covered with this panther. Okay. Yeah. and um, With he, no head. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's got a head right here. Head, oh, yeah. okay. There. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. an idiot. No, that's cool. And um, and he noticed the heartogram because the heartogram is like Bam Margera's thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a band from Finland, but Bam made it popular. And um, he noticed it, and he was like, oh, dude, you have the heartogram tattoo. And I was like, yeah. He goes, all right, me and you are going to be friends. I was like, all right, sick, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the time, Zach needed a filmer, and, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I was telling him that I have experience filming, and, like, I love filming. So he invited me to film a video for him, and the first video I ever filmed for him was uh, uh, we went down to Venice Boardwalk, and we attached a boxing glove to a, a, a gas-powered remote-controlled car, and Zach st- um, sat on the ground, spread eagle, and we drove the car like 20 miles per hour into his nuts. Ow. Yeah, and um, it was great, <laughs> and the video did very well, and all of a sudden, like, all these people who I really looked up to growing up, like Tony Hawk and, like, Steve-O and all these people are, like, liking and commenting and seeing this video, and this video has my name attached to it, so I'm like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I've been sober for a month, and this shit is happening right now. I still had no intentions of getting sober. I still had this reservation of getting high mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. But then, um, and then, so me and Zach just started to become really tight. I started to become his filmer, and um, and then he had the um, the show Too Stupid to Die on MTV coming out. And so I started filming for the crew, too. And then we're traveling the country, like, back and forth to Chicago filming promos. And then next thing you know, we're on stage with Wu-Tang doing live stunts. That's awesome. And then, yeah, and then... Then it was, it was like a snowball effect, you know. It was like all this rad shit just just starts happening and happening and happening, and I'm and and I'm like very newly sober, and I'm just like, holy shit, this is actually really dope. Like, and I'm not getting high. Maybe this is something for me, you know. And I, I still wasn't doing the steps. Um, I was lying to my house manager, just saying that I was working a program just so he would allow us to travel. And um, yeah, and and then it, it's. It's a very weird feeling. It's it's a very weird thing because it's like once I had that spiritual experience of that whisper and and I just give up and I, I take my hands off the wheel and I start taking direction direction and taking advice from people who actually know what they're talking about and what I've always dreamed of doing fell on my lap. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I think you manifested it. Totally. I remember having dreams back in the day, like long, long time ago of like I, rem- I remember this like it's yesterday. I would have dreams of hanging out with Bam and skating with Bam and all the and going to his house and all this shit. And 
now I've been to Bam's house so many times in the last couple of years, you know, like I go there just to hang out. Like, how is he doing? Um, he's in a, um, he's in a program. I can't really say much. No, no, I yeah, know. Yeah. But he's in a program. He's doing good. No, my heart like hurts for him. Yeah. It really, it really does. Like, I feel like he does not have it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, like, he doesn't. He doesn't for sure. And yeah, but, um. It's it's a it's a crazy life that I live because I've definitely manifested this and it's I wouldn't trade it for the world. I don't regret any of the homelessness. I don't regret any of the drug addiction. Do I wish I wasn't such an asshole scumbag and steal shit? You know, because like, I'm the type of dude who steals my mom's engagement ring and sells it for heroin. You know, I, I'm I've I've stolen every piece of jewelry from my mom, and the only piece of jewelry that I didn't steal from my mom was the gold necklace that was around her neck because I just couldn't get it. <laughs> and and she gave it to me Aww. like a year ago. I was wearing like this really dope outfit and I was like, mom, check out this outfit. It's sick, <laughs> right? And uh, she's like, yeah, but I think I know. I think I know what would make it better. And she just takes the chain off her neck and she's oh like, here, take this. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. But like, it's not who you are now though. It's who you were. Totally. Like, and I don't even think like, obviously that person isn't who I am. It's just the disease. It's just like the addiction that's just like, it turns me into a person that nobody wants to be around. Which is terrible because, like, you're such a – I'm having so much fun doing this podcast with you. <laughs> Thank you. Like, you're super fun. Your videos are hilarious. Thank you. Um, What do you – I mean, like, what do you think we need to do about all of the, the homeless people and all of the – I mean, is there – I don't know if any one person is the answer, but, like, it makes it very hard to live in L.A. Yeah, totally. Um. Have you been to Venice recently? They've cleaned no. it up. So, I, I literally avoid Venice yeah. for that. I mean, listen, I have a friend who has a house in Venice. It's like millions of dollars, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Next door to him, someone, not him, but like his neighbor, whatever, someone put up a tent. He asked the guy to move. He threatened to rape his daughter. Yeah. Like, this is where we are. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. Totally. They, they've cleaned Venice up a lot. Like, the like Venice, the boardwalk was just tent after tent after tent, and it got so bad, but they actually just kicked out, kicked out everybody. And But I don't know what the right answer is. I don't even know if there is a right answer. Um, I, I personally think that there should be more help out there for mental illness and, and drug addiction, you know. L.A., especially, like, west side of L.A., you could throw a rock and hit a sober living. But I think there's more to it, you know? Like, you, like yeah, sober living helps you deal with, helps you with structure and accountability and stuff like that. But as far as, like, dealing with the real issue, you know, I think there needs to be more help out there. Cheap help because everything's very expensive if you don't have health insurance. If you don't have health insurance and you don't have, and you're not fucking rich... Like the only options out there are like nonprofit organizations like the Salvation Army or or some some program that has a waiting list of two years. You know. Also, so, the Salvation Army hates gay people. I, I didn't know that. No, literally, like <laughs> they won't that. help gay people. That's and, fucked up. And it's it's that, and I think I think Goodwill does, but like they won't, and I think that that's it, it's like yeah. Yeah. It's so turns, it's funny because I was getting rid of like garbage bags of clothing when I came back from the Hamptons. I was like, I need to do a major fucking declutter because all I did was watch like decluttering YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if you have OCD, by the way, don't watch those because you'll just feel like extremely <laughs> triggered yeah. uh, when I was away. And I'm like, should I donate this? I'm like, fuck it. They hate gay people. Not giving them anything. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, that's fucked up. Um, but yeah, I, I think... Uh, um, 
from from what I'm seeing, I, I guess they're they're taking they're trying to take the right steps into fixing everything. Right down a couple blocks down the street, they 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 started that homes for the homeless, and there's like they're kind of sick, you know, like they're the tiny homes. Yeah, those tiny they yeah, had tiny home project. That's what it is. Yeah, and um, I drove by it the other day, and I was like, holy shit! If they had that when I was homeless, I would be I would be chilling, you know, like, <laughs> I would be so comfortable. But um, I I mean, I guess that's a, a step in the right direction, I think. But I I I really um, believe that there should be more help out there for mental illness and, and addiction and stuff like that, like cheap. Like, uh, like cheap, affordable options. I mean, I also insurance with like the deductible and all. It's unfortunate. Like it's expensive. And like, trust me, like I have gone through times when I have not had like good. I still don't have good insurance. I don't have any insurance right now. You don't have any insurance? I haven't had health insurance for three years. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're doing all this crazy shit. I know. I know. It's so bad. I've gotten so lucky. You know what the tr- so okay, lucky. so I'm gonna tell you the trick what I did when I didn't have health insurance, uh-huh. which is you go to USC. You go to USC in Lincoln Heights. I've heard this before, yeah. And they'll basically and it's really good doc. Apparently it's like one of the most competitive residency programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fucked up like <laughs> off of downtown yeah. LA. I mean, and I thought it was I thought it was fine. I've been there multiple yeah, times yeah, yeah. for things. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I had my mom was paying for like private health insurance mm-hmm. when I first came out here, so I can get sober. And then, but she was paying like five, six hundred dollars a month for this shit, you know. And um, covered California though. Yeah, you can I know. Sign up again in January. No, I, I know think. totally. But the thing with having just state insurance, a lot of ninety-five percent of these programs out here don't take state insurance, so you have to pay out of pocket and. 95% of these programs are fucking like the house that I went to is $3,500 a month. That's a lot. It's insane, you know? And, um, like it was a great house. It saved my life. The structure was amazing. The accountability was amazing. Uh, was amazing. And the brotherhood was amazing. But 35, a lot of, most people don't have $3,500. I don't even spend, pay that much for rent, you know? And, um, it's, it's, it sucks dude for, and, and me having been working in treatment for the last few years, like you see these people that like really need fucking help but can't afford it and they're stuck going to a, a non-profit orga- organization that so that like they're, they're so overfilled with they, like their beds are so full and it's they they don't really have the um the manpower to like really dig into what needs to be done it's sad it's it's horrible they yeah. don't take state insurance i'm surprised yeah 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 like, so are you, do you also work in treatment now? Or are you, what is your, what is a day in your life like? So I don't work in treatment right now. Um, my, so I was, uh, so that house that I got sober at, yeah. um, it's called Design for Recovery. It's in uh, the west side of LA. And um, I, I they, they first hired me as a driver when I had like 10 months sober. And then, um, then they hired me to be a, a live-in house manager. And then the last year of it, I was director of operations for both houses. So you must be the most patient person. Oh, earth. dude, I fucking didn't have patience, but I patience is one of the biggest things that I've learned to have. And um, because you have to have it in working in treatment, and you have to have compassion too. But um, so yeah, so I, I worked in treatment for a long time on the side while I was doing all this, and mm-hmm. and and it, I still lived in that sober living. So I was I was. Not, I didn't have to pay rent, which is amazing. And it allowed me to like save up and it allowed me to like really be prepared for mm-hmm. the, when the, when the time did come for me to move out. And, um, this last December I was just like, fuck it, dude. I have almost three years sober. Mm-hmm. I'm financially okay. I'm going to move out, but I don't know where I'm going. 
<laughs> so I went on this crazy, I, I say, I call it a tour because I drove around the country a couple of times and just met up with random people and made videos and, and, um, and decided that that's when I came up with the idea to buy a ranch in Texas. And I mean, a part, like a part of it had to do with that girl. That's another reason why I chose Texas. Where did you meet this girl? So she DM'd me during the beginning of COVID. Oh and, my God. And, uh, all she said was, all she said was, wow, your eyes are amazing and you're really funny. So we just started talking and then like, then we're talking every day. Then now we're FaceTiming every day for a whole year. And like, we started to dig each other, but she lived in Texas. And when I went on that tour, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to come meet you. And that's what happened. And That's so weird. Yeah. And then, um, it could have been like catfish. But it wasn't. It wasn't. She was gorgeous. She's an amazing person. I, I'm not. I don't want to like talk down. No, no, like, no. She like she's. She was just really young, and and the crazy fucking thing about it was, like, you see my life here in LA, like on on social media, like you see this kind of shit that it I'm doing. It looks like you're having so much fun. It's the best. I, like the people that I work with, the people that I hang out with, the people who I call my friends. It's like like I said before, like. And your house is super nice, thank and you. that that means something coming from me because I'm you. like a fucking expert. Yeah, I mean I'm just not. I, I, I appreciate that. But no, like you have this like cute house, and it has really nice flooring. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with flooring because yeah. I hate my flooring. Um. And, you know, you're living with, like, your best friend, yeah. and you have, like, your own, like, skateboard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's pretty... You're it's amazing. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's amazing. My, my life is fucking beyond my wildest dreams. And But the, the fucked up part about it was... You see that I, I'm living my dream, like I mentioned yeah. before. I would have I, I thrown all that away for her. It's fucked up, right? And she didn't really recognize that, I think, because she was so young. And, and, and now, looking back at it, it's like I shouldn't, shouldn't want to be with somebody who would, that I would have to throw every, like my dreams out the window for, you know? Well, can I ask you, did she have, I'm not going to ask what her job was, mm -hmm. but like, did she have something that she could have done here, like if she wanted to live here? So she didn't want to live here. Um, she's a very uh, small town girl, very family orientated, mm -hmm. like um, very shy um then like what are you doing dming you like like that's the whole thing i know it's i know so i mean i don't know i i mean listen i'm very fucking judgy yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> it's i don't know i don't know dude um i think i think the idea of uh of her wanting to be with me or or even if she i don't know maybe she didn't want to be with me who fucking knows but maybe it just looked better on paper and then when it actually started happening um she got scared you know because i'm the kind of guy like, I film everything. Like, I always have a fucking camera with me. Um, I'm always creating content, no matter where I am. And I think um, I think that kind of, like, made her nervous. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the, I fell for this girl really fucking hard. And I, everything that I have, I would have, like, thrown away and gone live in the middle of nowhere for it her. It wasn't meant to be. No. No, it wasn't. And it sucks. It really sucks because I really liked her. Um I think the the thing that really attracted me to her was how close she was with her family and mm -hmm. the size of her family and all that. Her family loved me too. Like it was really weird. Like I was afraid because look, look at the way I look. I'm covered in fucking tattoos. <laughs> I have dicks tattooed on me. You know, like I have like I, I look. You're the second person I know, by the way, that has dicks tattooed. On me. <laughs> I have Where like are a, your dick tattoos? So I have a, a a dick butterfly right here on my leg. That's hilarious. Like I, I have Joe Exotic tattooed on me. 
You know, I, I have I have a picture of Joe Exotic with a tiger, and it says Joe Exotic for president. You know what I mean? It's Can like, I ask why would you tattoo Joe? I, I get the other type, Joe Exotic. Um, <laughs> you just like well, I was gonna say, I can't even be like, were you high watching fucking? No, tiger I'm completely, kid? dude. I I had no tattoo. I had like two tattoos before I came to LA, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just thought, and now you have. Wait, how many tattoos do you? I have? I can't even count. I'm I maybe seventy percent of my body. Wow. Yeah. And um, growing up, I always wanted tattoos, but I just didn't want to pay for them, you know? And now, um, like, tattoo artists just hit me up. And really? they're just like, yo, come to the shop. We'll tattoo you. And I'm just like, sick, you know? Like, I yeah. want one so badly. <laughs> we can, I can make that happen. I know. I know. It's so funny. I come from, like, this very, like, ultra, I don't want to say they're conservative because they're not really conservative. Yeah. But my mom just got a second hole in her ear and she's like in her 70s. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I guess that means I'm getting a tattoo. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, your father will like, he'll never speak to you again. And I'm like, oh, fuck you, mom. You're not nice. I'm like, I really want to get a tattoo. My, so that dick butterfly is actually my mom picked out for me. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, my mom flew out here to celebrate my two years sober. And when she was out here, I was just like, Mom, since you're here, like, let's film a video together, you know? <laughs> and she's like, okay. And um, I really had to, like, t- I had to talk her into it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, so I'm going to pick out a tattoo for you. You're not going to know until it's done, and you're going to do the same thing for me. <laughs> and so she picked out a dick butterfly, and I picked out, it was a naked chick riding a dick Harley. It was like uh, uh, the dick had handlebars on it, and and there was cum coming out of the, the front of the of the dick, and uh, your mind is very creative. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so she has that on her leg right now, and and when she got it done, I was like, mom, it just made sense. Like you used to ride Harleys. And you used to ride wiener. So it's like, it's all good. It just uh-huh. makes sense, you know? And she, like, my mom's so rad. So, like, she thought it was funny. And, and yeah, my mom's super cool. <laughs> so she, like, so she's into all of your tattoos. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. So you think that this turns off potential ladies? Totally. Is- yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I was saying, like, I was afraid that her family was just going to, like, not accept me. And, like, her mom was really cool. Like, she she knew somewhat of my, my background. And she knew I was living in a sober living, but mm-hmm. she didn't know the extent of how bad things were. Mm-hmm. So I was just very afraid that they were going to be very judgmental and, like, not want their 20-year-old princess to be with somebody like me. Wait, the girl was 20? Yeah. That's your problem. I know, I know. Every, like, listen. I know. I was like, everyone's a fucking idiot when they're 20. I know. Like, everyone. I know. And I'm, thir- I'm 33. I mean, you know? the thing is, there's a difference between, like, tw- it's like, the- she's not even old enough to, like, legally I know. drink. I know. And and so many people. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, so many people were like, dude, she's too young. Don't go for it. This fucking ice cream truck. That seems so stupid. It's so it's not, not even a truck. It's like it's a, a guy a with a cart yeah. and like a like a horn. I'm not even editing this out. I think this is no. It's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Like, um, we're in this like, like she's 20. What a slut, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, but her family, dude, her family took me in with open arms, and they like really liked me, and and like all of her friends really liked me, and and I, I think her being having such a close family like that. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. I mean, like... <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? Um, look, everyone's going to make a buck. Wait, can you make a buck like half a mile away? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's what really attracted me to her was because she was very close with her family, and I didn't really have a big family like that. 
and for them to accept me it's just like it really it really felt good and i remember i had to, i got a call to um to speak at a uh, on a zoom meeting mm-hmm. while i was down there and um i had to do the meeting in their living room oh wow and like i had to tell my whole life story and i was like scared shitless because her mom's there and like i didn't want her to hear about the porta potty and like all this <laughs> shit you know and um and but but i ended up doing it and she's like she's like it looked like you were very stressed before you were doing that what was wrong and i was just like the, tell you the truth like i was terrified to say my life story in front of you she goes no dude like you i actually have more respect for you now that you did that you know and yeah it just uh it didn't work out and it sucks and it fucked me up i'm still kind of fucked up over it and um but it is what it is you know i i don't know maybe it's i do i think it's like the age thing i think so too i know it definitely is dude she uh, and i'm not trying to like like uh what's the term uh like no one is going to figure out who she is. Yeah, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Social media. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but like, like I like I consider myself a good dude. You know, like yeah. I, I'm very loyal. I'm very um, like if 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 I'm with somebody, dude, I treat her like a fucking queen, like whoever that is, you know. And um, I just don't think she understood what she had. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, she didn't realize it, you know. Especially for like for somebody who would throw their dreams like. Like, it Put just their dreams on hold. to be, though. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, when I was 20, I sound so old. Like, please kill me. Um, but when you're, like, in your 20s and you're especially, and I feel like if I were 20 now, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would probably be dead. But, like, also, it's just, like, it's wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no reason to commit. Like, I think that, we, unless she was, like, was she Christian? Um, yeah, like- she, uh, yeah, she is. Okay, that was the other thing. She's very, she's very, yeah, she's Christian. She's old school, traditional um, uh, Mexican, you know, mm-hmm. like her family are very religious and like, and yeah, and she's very, um, she's very clean, you know, like she, no tattoos. And, and I usually go for like, I, I used to go for girls that are like covered in tattoos, like the same music as me, which I now realize that's not really the best way to, direction to go. Mm-hmm. And so and I, and I think that was another thing that attracted me to her because she was very, not like me, very opposite, and I don't know. It was it was, it was very attractive to me. It's, I mean, I think that it's again. I think like maybe had you remet her and she was like twenty five. Yeah. Because I feel like people settle down earlier there. Like, I am very much into these, like, okay, so my guilty pleasure in life are, like, these Mennonite YouTubers. And people are surprised when I say that. Uh Like, I think it's, like, the weirdest. I just think it must be so nice to be so satisfied by absolute, by, like, not having the aspiration to want to do more. Totally. Like, I would love to feel really satisfied after, like, I don't have a kid, but, like, putting a kid, getting a kid to sleep or, like, or, like, putting all the dry goods in my, like, pantry in, Mm -hmm. like, mason jars. Like, that must be, I'm, like, that's really, I'm, like, I kind of envy that. I'm in the same boat. I I kind of envy that, too. Um, I, I wish that I could just be comfortable like this and, guy, and, and this content. guy is still here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, dude. Um, and the the crazy thing about it is, like, before I um, drove down to Texas to meet her, I was like, "Yo, I don't know if this is a great idea because you're in a totally different point in life than I am. Like, you're 20. Like, you still have college and partying and clubs and doing all that shit. And like, I'm in a 
time in my life where like I'm trying to find somebody and and what she said she was like yeah Vinny and and I, and I was like I don't want to take those experiences away from you because like I fucked those experiences up in my life and I don't want to be that dude to like fuck those up in your life she goes yeah Vinny but those are just experiences all I want in life is to be a good mom and a good wife that's what she said to me oh yeah yeah so when she said that I was like oh shit that's like very mature of you to say at 20 years old and um so then I went for it and um I fell fucking head over heels for her dude and it was it was so weird because like the first time I met her down she was I met her at her work I was so nervous she's go she's gorgeous I'm talking like fucking beautiful and I was so nervous I've never been this nervous to talk to anybody before also, like, was, there's a lot of anticipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I get nervous or shy, like, I'll, like, grab my phone and I'll, like, just not do anything but, like, look at my phone and, like, pretend I'm playing something on my phone. And she rips my phone out of my hand, throws it on the counter, and starts holding my hand, and, and was like, stop being so fucking nervous. And, and it, like, yeah, and it, like, made me feel okay. So that, and then, and then, you know, and then I spent uh, a couple weeks down there and then like I spent Christmas with her and like, I, and I wasn't pushing having sex with her. Like, cause I just like, wait, was she a virgin? No, 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 no. See, that's the thing that's really weird. It's like all these people, like, but like very few of them are actual virgin. I mean, listen, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not judging anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird to be like that, but not like the main part, yeah. not like the whole, like purity thing totally yeah i just i, I didn't i didn't want to push anything on her you know i i didn't want to I, I wasn't trying to push a relationship because mm -hmm. i i was like on a road trip with no destination i had no idea what my life was going to be like in the next couple months so i wasn't pushing a relationship on her i wasn't pushing having sex on her i just wanted to be i just wanted to have like be her company you know like i just wanted to be around her for a little bit because i really liked her and um and we like i didn't have sex with her for like the first like week and a half, you know, we had we ended up having sex for the first time on Christmas night, and oh, uh, yeah, it, I was gonna say it was not snowing. You were in Texas. Yeah, I was in Texas, and um, and then I left. I finished my tour and I went back home, and then her friend calls me and was like, "Hey, her grandmother's really sick and she's not doing well, and Cat's not taking it very well." Shit, I just said her name. It's okay. And, There's um, like a bajillion cats. Yeah, yeah, and um, and her friend was like, "She wishes that you were down here," so I fucking. Did this whole thing. I bought. How many miles do you have on your car? I just hit a hundred thousand the other day. Oh, so it was like a brand new car. I got it. I got it last year at sixty thousand. That's. A, I'm not really good with math. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I put I put lot. I put forty thousand miles on yeah, it. We're we're sitting next to it. It's yeah. a cool car. Yeah, it's um. I love it. It's I, I've had a lot of cars and that's been my favorite. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've had two cars ever, yeah. and I still miss my first one just a little. I had, like, a, a Chrysler Sebring convertible, and uh -huh. I miss that it's fast. Now I have a Fiat. So this Fiat really fits your personality. Everyone says that yeah, to me. It really fits Everyone you. is like, this is so your car. Even even when you were driving, when I saw you pull in, and, uh -huh. like, I, we, we've never met in person before uh -huh. this, you know? So I was, like, just knowing you on social media, I was like, oh, this, this car really fits your personality. <laughs> you know, I was it's thinking that. So, it's, like, it's funny. There's, like, a Getty image of me 
in by the car and they didn't blur out my license plate <laughs> that a paparazzi took at a friend's birthday party. Like yeah. they hired like the guy from Get. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's the most LA obnoxious. Getty Images is the most LA obnoxious yeah. thing in the whole world. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm an egomaniac, so I love it. Yeah, of course. But like, I'm like one day when it's gonna be like you know hopefully when I get my show on HGTV, people will you know follow me in my car. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna have my car has like. 37,000 miles on it, and it's a 2013. Yeah. I never drive. Wow. I never drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then so so I did this whole thing because I, uh, I, I, people call me a simp. I don't know if you've heard the term simp. No. Right? Okay. A, a simp is somebody who, like, goes above and beyond for a female, right? Also, I'm so self-involved and so removed from the dating <laughs> world, but I've yeah. never heard this So, one. yeah, it's, it's a new term um, that... People. All the cool kids are using. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, but I don't really give a fuck. Um, and so what I did was I, I bought plane tickets without her knowing, and I like flew down there, and I made this whole cute video of like me getting on the plane and me arriving in Texas and me going to the store and getting flowers, and I'm filming this whole thing, and Aww. and then I and then I I film myself going to the front of her work. And then right before I opened the door, I, w I ran back to my car, I edited the video on my computer, and I texted it to her. So when it, oh. so when the video gets to me opening the door, I open the door and walk in, right? How do you edit that quick? Like, how do you edit that quickly? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I feel like I want to hire you, but I can't afford it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and so I did that, and it was it was like super cute, and um, made her cry and everything, and I so I stayed for another week, you know, and while she was dealing with that. And then I flew back home and, and I was like, yo, you should, I was like, come to L LA with me to s um, celebrate my three years, you know? And mm -hmm. so I, I bought tickets and the, the plan was for me to fly down to Texas, pick her up, fly to LA, stay here for a week, fly back to Texas, drop her off. And Wait, what? Yeah. She can't get on a plane on her own? She's what never been on a plane before. Where the hell do you find these people? Yeah, I know. It's, Wait, it, it how has she me. never been on a plane never before? Be she's never even left Texas before. What? Yeah, yeah. I told you, very small town. Very small town girl. Wait, people go away. I know, I know. Has she been to the beach? Is yeah. she in like a coastal park? Yeah, so like yeah, Corpus Christi's right on the Gulf. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um so and that was the plan, you know, and then and then all of a sudden like she starts saying, like, look, I'm not ready for a relationship. And I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to be in a relationship right now. I'm living at my mom's in Connecticut, trying to figure out where I want to mm -hmm. buy a house, you know, and and I was like, I just want to continue what we're doing, continue talking and just continue giving each other company and shit like that. And, um, and she was cool with that. And, and then like, I could, I could tell that like we weren't talking as much. And then I, and then like three days before, um, we were, I was supposed to go pick her up to go to come here. Um, her, uh, her grandmother got like super sick and she's like, Hey, I can't come to LA. I was like, I was like, dude, don't trip. Like family's first family comes first. Don't worry. We can go to LA some other time. I don't give a fuck. And then, um, so I fly here and then I, when I landed, I found out her grandmother passed while I was in the air. Oh, wow. And, um, and then like, it just started fading away and I, and I, I, I already chose Texas. Like I already had a, like mm -hmm. a lease picked out and, um, and I was, my thinking was, okay, maybe when I get down there, um, we'll start talking again. And then I get down there, not a fucking peep. And that's awful. Like you're such a nice guy. Like. You were willing to get like on a fucking plane because she, she yeah. was she like afraid to fly? Yeah, she was afraid to fly. Yeah, and then um, so and, and then like after a month of me being in Texas, I go on Snapchat and I see one of her snaps, and it's like, oh, I just cooked dinner for me and my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. 
that's awful, but also, like, you should not be dating people that have Snapchat accounts. <laughs> I have Snapchat. Really? Uh, but I have to. I have using, to have I know. People say that you that you have to be on, like, all the plat. You know, I've kind of taken a social media cleanse over the summer. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good thing to do. No, it's not good. I am very far behind. <laughs> I have, like, no, it's really not yeah. good. It's, like, I don't feel like I'm working as hard as I should, but I'm, like, fuck it, I want to enjoy life a little bit. (laughs) And like, I didn't, there was like a 30 day period where I didn't post and I'm just like, oh, this is not good. Like I've always been like the hardest, most intense worker bee. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I need a little break from this. Like, I feel like I'm banging my head against a wall sometimes with (laughs) the algorithm. Yeah, dude, same here. Same here, it sucks. Um, It's like a fucking full-time job. You know. So wait, so what do you post to your Snapchat? First? And I, just, I do have Snapchat, I just have an update. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I barely post on my Snapchat. Um, just pictures and stuff, you know, or if I'm like dropping, like when we did the skateboard, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll post, oh, hey, these are available at so, oh, this website, you know, and shit like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I saw that snap and I was just like, holy shit, and my heart sank to my stomach and I was very sad and I did the immature thing of blocking her on everything. And, uh, no, that's not though. I think that's good for your mental health. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it absolutely. And then, um, and then, like, I, I couldn't get her out of my mind, and so I unblocked her, like, uh, like a, a couple months after that, and but still no communication. And then, um, and then I was like, you know what, fuck it. Shit hit the fan down in Texas with what I was doing anyway, so I came back here because Zach said that they wanted to do a show and they wanted me in it. So I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm moving back to LA. And then these these last couple of weeks, I've just been thinking about her nonstop. And uh, like two nights ago, I had a dream about her. Oh. And then, um, but last week, I have this really close homegirl on the East Coast. She's one of my best friends. And she's like, dude, you're one of the hardest working people I've ever known. Like when you want something, you go and fucking get it. What? Just fucking call her. Like just shut up and stop being a bitch and call her. And I'm just like, oh, I can't, you know. Because I know she's got a boyfriend, whatever. And then what she did was she fucking DM'd her. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm one of Vinny's closest friends. He doesn't know I'm texting you right now. Um, I just want to say that, like, I'm very happy that you were part of his life because he turned into, after meeting you, he, like, his it, like his work ethic and d- determination went up another level, you know, and, um, and he thinks about you all the time and all this shit. And she was like, oh, wow, I didn't know he was this sad about this. And um, What she, the fuck? Yeah, and then she's like, I would love to continue being friends with them, but I don't think my boyfriend would be too fond of that. And uh, I don't think I could just be friends with her anyway. You know? It's weird. I'm, wait, this is so funny. Like, (laughs) a lot of people have to cut off their exes. Yeah. And I can't cut off my ex. I'm married and I like, my husband has met like several, like once by accident and I literally wanted to die because I thought that... No, it's so weird. We were at a barbecue and he was then, this was the guy that I actually thought I was going to marry before I met my husband. Like I was, I had met him in college. He didn't even go to my college. It was such a random thing. And we were on and off for like a hundred years. His family coincidentally moved out here. And I'm like, of course, like this is the person I'm supposed to marry. Yeah. I'm so happy I didn't marry him. But like my, it was the weirdest fucking thing that like my husband, we kind of like semi-randomly ran into, like I didn't think he was going to be there. He was hooking up with like a mutual friend of ours. It's so weird. It's like, I, (laughs) 
in New York City is such a small town and everyone kind of knows each yeah. other and that's sort of the short version of that and I'm just like I literally <laughs> I had to like text a girlfriend like you have to come right now you have to come right now I cannot deal with my husband here and my ex like no yeah. whatever you're doing drop it drive the fuck over <laughs> yeah um, and it was weird and like I'm friends with a lot of my exes on on Facebook and stuff and I don't know not really on Instagram maybe they follow me but like it's not I don't know it's weird like it's like I don't think I would be who I am today with without them because I think they totally, led me yeah. to my husband and I think that's gonna be the same thing like this girl will always was she the first girl you ever really loved I think so yeah so yeah. do you think you are, so you don't think you were in love before her? No. I, so there was this one relationship that I, that uh, the longest relationship I was ever in was like a little over two years, but I was like, we were both in our addiction. Like we were both getting high. And that sounds really so sick. sexy, by the way, in like a very Sid and Nancy kind yeah, of way. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. And, um, but, and so I don't know if that was real. Maybe, you know, it's like that misery loves company kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and especially in my, in my sobriety, totally, you know, um, Dude, I was in a, I was, my addiction lasted 12 years, you know, 18 to 30. So, and I really didn't give a fuck about relationships. I really didn't care about sex. I didn't give a fuck, you know? So now it's like I'm in my sobriety and my confidence is way up and I look the best I've ever been. So I'm like kind of taking advantage of it <laughs> and like making up for lost time, you know? And, but I'm like kind of over that shit now. I like, but I'm still trying to fill that void. Do of, you like, think it's hard to date? So I have a friend who's single and she, and this is really funny, when was dating someone, had a second date with someone that I had dated like, mm -hmm. ugh, like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to say, I don't actually want to say his name at all because he's now like a semi-famous podcaster. Yeah. But I'm like, oh wait, you're dating this per, I'm like, is it? Jack Johnson, <laughs> just like made up <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's, and I'm like, Oh God, I used to fuck him. Yeah. And I'm like, and I felt really weird telling her. And then I was, and I'm, and you know, and he's like sort of, and he's sober. And I'm like, wait, like, is it weird for guys that are sober to, to date? Like, is that a weird, not, and it shouldn't be, no, or I guess it, half of LA is sober. Yeah. But what, what's that challenge like? I mean, it has been, so for me, I've put in enough work on myself these last few years where I could fucking be with somebody who parties or I can go to the club or I could fucking like go to a house party and everybody's fucking doing coke or whatever. I could do that and not be uncomfortable and like and be OK and not be triggered or whatever. Um, I, I, I put in the fucking work so I could do that, you mm -hmm. know, and um, and that was another thing that she said, too, was like, hey, I'm, I'm afraid that I might be the reason why you relapse and I don't want to do that. And that's another fucking bullshit cop out, whatever. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's an issue, you know, like, um, last night, this Tinder chick was like, uh, she's like, Hey, you want to go get a drink? And I was like, Hey, heads up. I'm sober, but I'll go get a seltzer water, you know, like whatever. And she's like, Oh, that's kind of sexy. And I was like, oh, okay, sick. You know? And, um, but I'm <laughs> these last few weeks, dude, like I slept with two of my exes last week, like. The past couple of weeks have just been bad, dude. You all right? It seems like you're stressed out. I'm a, I'm a little stressed. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm stressed to the point where like bills are stressing me out or like whatever, like life problems. I think mm -hmm. I'm just. I, I just don't think I'm over that chick. You know, it, it sucks. I'm trying to get over. I actually have a date with somebody tomorrow that I'm kind of stoked on going out with. 
Wait, tell me about this lady. Um, she's and she's thirty. She's thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, she, so she's, she's like a normal age. Yeah, she's a normal age. She has a daughter. Um, which I don't mind. It's whatever. I feel like you're probably the fun uncle, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Um, I love kids. I, I want kids of my own. Um, no, I dated someone who had a daughter. Well, we lived together. Yeah. Uh, before I met my, it's so funny. This has been like a memory trip <laughs> of my own, like dating shit. Yeah. Um, and it was not. I like. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. No, it's not a big deal. Yeah, and uh, she had been. Fo- I guess she was following me for a while. And, um, and I always see like her profile picture, like comment or whatever. And, and, um, so the other day I, I see her profile picture and she's like really pretty, you know? So I like went to go look at her page, but it was, it was private. So I hit her with the follow back to see if she would <laughs> accept it. And she accepted it. I'm going down her page. I'm like, wow, she's really fucking pretty. And my, my kind of girl that I like really like, it's like a petite, you know, a little shorter than me, like really tiny. I like those kind of girls. How tall are you? Five six, and um, and that's what she is. She's like she's like five foot. You know, mm-hmm. she's like really tiny and she's super pretty. She's like half white, half Spanish, and so I just I, I just DM'd her. I was like, "Yo, you're super fucking pretty," and she's like, "Yeah, you're not so bad yourself." And <laughs> I was like, and we just started talking. I was like, "Yo, let me take you out." So we're going out tomorrow. That's exciting. Yeah. Have you been like talking to her on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I always think that's so weird when people say that they just DM people and they're. De- I'm like, oh my god, it's I couldn't fucking, do that. It's, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's <laughs> the the way that you meet people nowadays. It's kind of strange. Yeah, it's. T- I mean, my husband. We were introduced through a mutual friend, but like he added me on Facebook, and I was just. I found it so annoying that I gave him my number, figuring he wouldn't call me because yeah. I was like annoyed he added me. Yeah, yeah. And like then, and I'm like, he's never gonna call me. Like I sound so thirsty, but like on purpose, so he and yeah. he did. Yeah. And like, I just, I was just like, I'm doing something. I cannot type with you anymore. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think I'm in the process of getting over that chick in Texas. Um, they say the way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Isn't yeah, that yeah, true? Yeah. Well, I've been doing that a lot recently. It's <laughs> not happening. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just trying. Um, I just, I dude, that chick, like I said over and over again, she fucked me up, man. She fucked me up. Like, I even wrote a letter to her, which is, like, absurd. Did you mail it or send yeah, it or whatever? It. So when I was down in Texas, I, because uh, I remember before my grandfather passed away, he was, like, giving me advice about, like, when, whenever I find the right one, you know. And, oh. and um. Is this your mom's dad or your father? My father's dad. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, so you got to really listen. Yeah. And um, he's, like, old school Italian, can barely speak English, you know. And uh, he's, like, telling me, he's, like, giving me advice. And one of the things where females really love a handwritten letter. And I'm like, I'm like, Pop-Pop, it's not 1940 anymore, man. Come on. And he goes, no, it doesn't matter. They, they love a handwritten, like, a well-handwritten letter. So I remembered that. For some reason, I fucking remembered that. And because um, he told me that years ago. And um, so I wrote a fucking letter, dude. And it was, like, I'm not a very good writer, but this letter was very well written. And, like, um. Like, in it, I was just like, hey, I, I don't expect a text. I don't expect a call. I don't expect a letter back. I just really wanted to tell you how I still feel and, like, wanted to get some shit off my chest and explain everything that's been going on the last, like, six months. And my thought, even though I said I wasn't expecting anything back, like, part of me still was, you know, and um, no, I didn't get anything back. I didn't get anything back. And she even, when my friend DM'd her, she's like, yeah, I got it. I got his letter. And I wanted to hit him up, but I just didn't know how, and I didn't know if it was right. 
I'm just so impressed you had a stamp. <laughs> because that is the epitome of having your shit together yeah. is like having a stamp. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to like you are prepared for life. Like should you need to mail a letter? Yeah. And the funny the, the the funniest part about that whole thing was I, 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 I wrote it and I didn't mail it out for a couple of days and I did Dave's dopey podcast mm -hmm. and I was telling Dave about all this and I was like, yeah, dude, I even wrote this chick a letter and he goes, well, you have to read it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. He goes, no, you have to read it now on air. He's so manipulative. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. So I got the letter and I wrote it. I read it on, on the podcast. And after that, I started. Wait, I listened and now I don't remember hearing this, but like yeah. I could have just like spaced it was out. It was towards the end. And, uh, now I'll have to re-listen yeah, and, and judge it. <laughs> and uh, um, after, I, after Dave's episode aired, I started getting hundreds of DMs from Wait, people. Wait, what? Hun I'm talking hundreds of DMs from people saying, what happened with the letter? Did she write back? Like People are like, I need to know. I'm on the edge of my seat. What happened? And I'm just like, nah, dude, I didn't get anything back. And it's yeah. horrible you have to explain to all. Do yeah, you just get yeah. like a bunch of like, do you get like a hundred message requests every I, day? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's like hit and miss. Like uh, like recently, I have been um, just people DMing me saying like, hey, dude, you're like you're fucking super inspirational, or hey, dude, I love your content. Oh, hey, dude, you guys are the new jackass, or you know, it's I love it all. Well, you, you know? kind of are the new jackass. Yeah. So how do you come up with ideas for things? Um. It's tough nowadays because uh, mostly everything has been done. And so what we just like, we'll sit in the living room for hours and just like come up with, try to come up with ideas or try to come up with like, we'll, we'll find videos and see if there's a way that we can put our own spin on it. Um, it's uh, some videos take a lot of money. Some videos take a lot of time. Some videos take a lot of planning. You know, we, we're doing this video in a couple of weeks where we need a couple of camera guys and we need to go find a karaoke bar that's going to allow us to film. And if not, Koreatown. Yeah, well, we're going to this place called uh, Paoli's in Van Nuys. And um, and it's, it's it takes like a little planning, you know, it actually takes like a like your team to sit down and like realize, OK, who's doing what? Where's where's this person going to be? Um, what's the audio going to be like? What's what cameras are we going to use? Um, it's definitely like. Sometimes it's just like, all right, grab the camera, let's go. Um, but a lot of the stuff that we do, it takes a lot of fucking planning. I, I can only imagine. And you're shooting all this yourself pretty yeah. much. Yeah, most of it we are. The only time that we're not shooting it ourselves is if, like, we're, uh, like, working with a production company. Like, we will be in a couple weeks. Well, I mean, you essentially are your own production company. Yeah, yeah, totally. And... and like, before I started making my own content, I was strictly behind camera. Like, I, I, I know... Uh, like I consider myself very good at what I do as far as like filming and production and stuff like that. And, um, and, and like, uh, like project management, you know, um, I consider myself very good. And I mean, listen, I, you have stamps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I actually have stamps in my center council right now. That's no, that's, it's, it's like, it's true. It's the epitome of adulting. It's like yeah. having stamps. Yeah. Dude, I never, <laughs> having stamps is something that I never thought I'd have in my house. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like, it's like the things nowadays that I get excited about is like just the other day I looked at my credit and it, it jumped up three points and I was like, oh shit. Yes, dude. You know, like n I never in my life did I thought I would think that I'd get excited about my credit jumping up a couple points. No, it's, know? no, I totally get it. Yeah. No, I love monitoring my credits and I'm like, <laughs> I hate being an adult. Yeah. Like I really, really do. Yeah. Like I don't think that there is anyone that like 
hates it and resents, which is strange because people are like, you ever should I'm like, I do, but like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Like, I had to call CVS yesterday and I was on hold for 27 minutes. And <laughs> I, I'm I'm just like, I hate being an adult. Mm-hmm. This, I'm like screaming into this and everyone is like, stop <laughs> listening. But it's like, I'm just like, this is too much adulting for me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. But I guess sort of you have your non-adults, which is what you do, which is like these, have you ever been really injured? Um, no, I've actually gotten very fucking lucky. Um, uh, I've had small injuries. Um, I guess, I guess the worst injury I've gotten, um, and I wasn't even doing anything that fucking crazy. Like I was at BAMS and I was going down, we made this like homemade slip and slide into a jump and it wasn't even a big jump. And I, I go down it and I hit the jump and I landed bad on my shoulder. And this was like a year, almost two years ago now. And my shoulder's still kind of fucked from it. I have a really good chiropractor. Really? And he's not expensive. Okay. I will give you his Please. info. Yeah. I think it's like 40 bucks a pop or 50 bucks yeah, a pop. Yeah, like, he's yeah. Yeah, that'd amazing. be sick. Um, but anything gnarly that I've done, whether I, I work with fire a lot. And um, <laughs> yeah, and uh I've, I've gotten burned bad once and I went home when I was, when I got back from that tour that I was on, I, I, was, I came up with this idea. I was like, I'm back in my hometown. I left a drug addict and I come back and I, it's like the Phoenix is risen. So I want to light myself on fire and oh skateboard across the, the hometown bridge and, and get all these cool shots and like do it on sunrise at six o'clock in the morning. Do you shoot that or does someone else? Do so that? I had somebody else okay. shoot it for me. And, uh, but it, I felt very rushed, and I and I didn't prepare myself right, and I, I put too much lighter fluid on my back, oh and God. I didn't have a fire extinguisher handy. And, <laughs> and, and, that would be like number one. Yeah, I know, right? And um, so I light myself up, I start skateboarding, and it just got real too big, and then I started feeling it. I rip off all my clothes, I end up naked on the bridge, and my balls got burnt really bad. <laughs> and the fucked up part about it was I had to get on an airplane two days later and, oh. and fly to L.A., with fucking second degree burns on my nutsack, you know, and it was very. What do you do for that? I just had my manager fucking rub cream on my balls. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, yeah, and uh, uh, his name. Yeah, yeah, his name's Tom. He's from he's from Connecticut. He does everything for me um, as far as like getting me gigs or getting me sponsors, or he even helps me with my f- financial stuff. And uh, me and him are going to be opening up a sober living out here early next year. So. That's awesome. So what is so what is that like now that you can be an example and an inspiration for other people? Because clearly you've come very very far in like a yeah. short period of time. Yeah, very short. You know, um, compare. I I'll have four years sober in February, and compare like four years isn't shit. You know, compared to my twelve years of drug abuse, like four years isn't nothing. And um, I got very lucky, dude. Like having what I have now in my life and I'm not not just talking about the material bullshit like the cars and the house and everything that I have like yeah of course that's great um but like the relationships that I have with my family and the front my friends and the relationship I have with my sister you know she lets me talk to the kids and like I have them in my life and um being somebody that people could look up to whether it's be whether it's on social media or whether it's in the program or whatever you know it's it's a it's a fucking trip dude you know, I never thought that, one, I, I, I didn't even think I would want that, you know, being somebody who people look up to as far as, like, sobriety and life goes. And um, But now that it all fell on my lap, it's, like, it's a blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm super grateful for it, and it's it's um, it keeps me going. 
because like I get a lot of DMs a day about like, hey, dude, like I've been struggling. Like I, I've had people DM me about like, dude, I was thinking about committing suicide and I watch your stuff and, oh my God. and it gets me back going, you know? And Is that awkward? At first it was awkward. Um, and it, there was a point in time where it was happening a lot. And like, I was like two years sober and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, dude, I have my own problems. Like, like leave me alone. You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. But it's, that's very wrong of me to do um, because I was, people gave me the time and day to mm-hmm. like help me. So I know that I have to do the same and it keeps me sober too. It helps keep me sober. So you're going, this is like amazing. And so this is like going to be like a real business for you. Yeah. Um, it, it, it only made sense, you know, working, having worked at the sober livings and, and having, um, and creating relationships with all the detoxes and rehabs and stuff like that. And, um, and before, before I got sober, I never really had any, uh, any jobs or work history. Like my resume is shit, you know, um, I sold drugs my whole life, but now that I worked in treatment for a few years, I, I could fucking run a sober living with my eyes closed, you know? And, and I think with having, um, with what we do, like people can see like, Hey, this dude really knows what he's doing. He has fun and he really cares and has compassion and understands where these, where these kids come from. So it just made sense, you know? So we were, we were going to, we were trying to have it open by this month, but uh, a bunch of shit happened and um, we're still, we're, we're still working on getting financing. But um, we're like 75% there. So the plan is early next year, I'm going to do this show. I'm going to take a trip to Europe for the first time ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never Where, I've never left the country. You've, so. I mean, that's a lot of people haven't left yeah. the country. I mean, yeah. you've been to, I mean, not at all, like not even Canada or Mexico. No. I was going to say they probably don't let yeah, you I've never Canada. had a passport. Yeah, I can't go to Canada. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think you're missing much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've never left the country. I've never had a passport. So I'm, I'm Where are you going? I'm going to go to the UK first because I have a lot of um, people that film out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to the UK. Uh, I want to go to Italy. I want to go to London. I wanna... London's amazing. Yeah. I hate the cold and it's the only place that I would live that's cold. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's. I mean, I spent like a semester there and like I just love, I miss it. I think about London every single, and I haven't been back since. Yeah. And I'm just like. Actually, I was hoping to, like, go to Europe, but, like, I, you know, the, well, in case you missed it, there was, like, this whole pandemic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've had, like, the best pandemic. I really have. I mean, it's okay. Like, that's the thing. It's weird. Like, I feel like there's horrible stuff, but here's the thing. I feel like there's horrible stuff to a lot of people, even when there's not a pandemic. Yeah, totally. are you... should people feel guilty about living their yeah. like best lives or living their fucking dreams? Like, guess what? People are miserable all time. Uh, absolutely. And, Every year and, there's and misery. hundred percent. And I, and I don't feel guilty. Um, that's not the term, but I, I let's just say that I'm grateful mm-hmm. and I'm blessed and I'm, um, lucky, you know, um, every, everything that has happened to me in the last three and a half, almost four years, it just keeps getting better. And it's like, I'm like, okay, nothing's going to top this, you know? And it just does. And it's, it's fucking insane. This is, this is, I feel, oh my God. I feel like we've been doing this for like a long time. Hour and a half. An hour. And a, this is a very long, this is a very long podcast. Oh, wow. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, no, we should. Is there anything else? I, I, I don't know. It's weird. like, I could literally sit here and talk for hours. Yeah. I think you're that, I think you're that. Do people tell you that? Yeah. 
I, yeah, You're I, I endlessly get interested. I, I get it a lot, and it's very hard for me to see that because I'm just like, nah, dude, I'm just a drug addict that got sober. That, like, I finally just did the right thing, you know, and uh, and shit just started happening for me, you know. Um, so it's hard to see what people are saying to me, and like, and I don't get me wrong, like, I love it and I appreciate it, and it keeps me going, you know. Um, especially these these last few months, I've like. My my drive and my mm-hmm. determination and my work ethic has gone to another level, um, and I, I think my my hunger for all this is fucking top notch right now. Like what like what I I know what I want mm-hmm. and I'm gonna fucking get it. There's like no ifs ands or buts about it. I just it's just a matter of when. No, I feel I feel like that's awesome. Wait, I have one more question. So yeah. We were talking about it earlier, yeah. which is this whole the all these people that di- died. From the fentanyl overdose yeah. with the cocaine. I sound like I'm a fentanyl with the cocaine. I sound like <laughs> an 80 year old woman. Yeah. Over, it was last weekend, and I'm just in complete, it hurts my heart. I'm in complete shock, and I'm just like, listen, like, I'll be honest with you. And I, I like, this part, like, like, if that were me now, like, if that happened when I was, tw- oh, I'd be dead a million times over. Like, yeah. I was a fucking idiot. Yeah, totally. I mean, what, what do you think of, of this whole situation? It's just like even with people that like use drugs recreationally. It's a, uh, first off, let me start by saying it's like, it's a very unfortunate situation. It's fucked up that people are lacing fentanyl. Awful. Or lacing cocaine with fentanyl. My mom's calling me. And, uh. Sorry, I feel like I'm killing you. No, no, it's okay. Mommy. It's okay. And, um, no, it's, it's super fucked up, dude. Um, it sucks. It's very unfortunate. Um, I, I think, uh. What can be done about it? Who fucking knows? I don't know. People are going to use drugs. People are going to fucking... There's going to be fucked up people out there gonna, that are going to lace their shit for more profit or whatever the case may be, you know? Um, it's It really sucks that it, it took a, um, a very talented comedian's life and then it put another one in um, the ICU. I heard it was three people yeah. and then her. And I'm like, she just must be so traumatized. Yeah, you know? And she's um, so funny. I've never met her, but she's yeah. super funny. I think she lives in my neighborhood. Too. Yeah, it's it sucks, dude. It's very unfortunate um, because he was a super talented comedian. He was super funny, and um, I I can't. I, I don't have enough fingers on my hands to count how many close ones I've had that have died. You know, um, it's something you'll never get used to, but you get numb to it. If that makes any sense. Um, I can't even imagine. Like I actually. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's just it's just the reality of things that it's going to happen. Um, the, the 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 fentanyl and opiate epidemic it's not getting any better. It's just getting worse. The statistics are getting worse. The the amount of people that are dying are are rising. Um, it's just the uh, I I don't know I don't know I don't know how to feel or think or what to say about it. It's just it's just very unfortunate. And I, I and it, every day it's just a reminder of like. I'm so grateful that I'm not living that life anymore. You know, I have, I have so much to lose now that like, I, it doesn't even entice me. It doesn't, like, it just doesn't even sound fun to me. Well, it's just that your life is so much better. I mean, you're living out your dreams. Yeah. 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 I, I it sucks. Really. It's, it's terrible. And it's, I mean, I hate to say this, but I blame the fucking doctors. Yeah, with they're, this they're whole part of opiate it. crisis they're and the Sackler it. family getting away with fucking everything. Yeah, I mean that's how I started doing heroin was prescription pills. 
not they weren't prescribed to me, but I was using prescription yeah. pills. I mean, listen, it's it's safer. I hate to say it, yeah. but like, yeah, it's it's so scary. It's so scary to me yeah. that you can't even. It's like this is. I hate to use this expression. It's so like inappropriate. It's like this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm like you can't even like go do a show and like enjoy yourself a little bit afterward for people that can and it's it's terrifying yeah my my thinking behind it it's like okay if you're a drug dealer why are you wasting your cocaine with fentanyl because fentanyl kills why are you why do you want to kill your fucking customers like aren't they the people that make you the fucking money like why are you doing this like it's the opposite of cocaine yeah i know but they're 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 fucking lacing it with it because it's fentanyl is cheaper than cocaine so it just, it, yeah, so it makes it fucking, it makes it so it's a, a bigger profit margin, you know, which makes no fucking sense to me because it's killing your fucking customers. Like that's coming from like a, a drug dealer's point of, point of view, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like. It's bad for business. Yeah, it's bad for business. Yeah. Like that's how Mac Miller died a few years ago. You know, his cocaine was laced. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's like the local people. I think it's the people above them or the people above that. Like, I think it's coming from the sewers because they don't care. No. They're just shipping it off to the next guy who's shipping it off to the next guy. Yeah. Like, no one knows where it's really coming mm-hmm. from. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, it's, it's terrifying. And I'm just like, they can't cut it with like baking, pa- like, you can't cut it. Well, I don't, I was going to say, but it probably doesn't even make you numb. So like you can't, they can't cut it with something else yeah. that's cheap. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking dumb. It's so dumb. And the, the drugs nowadays, like as, as time goes on, the drugs get like, like my drugs when like my, the drugs that my mom, like the heroin that my mom was doing yeah. back in the day, like that was close to pure, you know, yeah. like the heroin before her days was even pure. You know, but like as the like the generations got older, and then I started doing drugs. Like the heroin that I was doing, it wasn't as pure as my the, my mom's stuff, but it, it's not as like the the drugs nowadays are just straight up killing people. You know, it's like you don't get real heroin nowadays on the street. You're like very lucky if you're getting real heroin. Most ninety eight percent of the time, you're gonna get fentanyl, and fentanyl and heroin are two different drugs, and it's uh, fe- fentanyl is just very a lot more potent. And um, it sucks. It's just killing everybody. It's so scary. And now I'm ending it on a down note. <laughs> now I'm ending it on a down note. Where where can people find? I now that everyone is depressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be depressed, guys. Um, you could find me. It's funny. I just got my Instagram. I finally got my Instagram to Skinny Vinny. So wait, wait, or verified? Well, no, no, not ver- verified. No, 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 not yet, at least. Um, but I. I had Skinny Vinny 666 uh-huh. since I started it three almost four years ago. And I wanted skin, just Skinny Vinny because I hate numbers and underscores yeah. or whatever. Also, six, also it's sort of like the nickname thing. And yeah. 666 is like a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. little mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and like, uh, like two years ago, I was like seeing who had Skinny Vinny and it was just this dude who never used his account. He had one post. It was back in 2011. And, the only picture he had posted was a, a screenshot of his Facebook. So I like I, I zoomed in on the Facebook, found his real name, went on his Facebook, was DMing him there, but I was getting no answer. But then I Googled this guy like a couple months ago. That's so funny. Yeah, and I found out who he was, so I emailed him, and then he finally got back to me, and I was like, dude, I need your Instagram name. I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and he was just like, he's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. So I took a screenshot of the, of the Instagram account. He's like, holy fuck, dude, I made that 11 years ago when I was in high school. I forgot mm-hmm. I even had that. And uh, Well, aren't you too cool for Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he's like, yeah, dude, you could have it. You don't even have to pay me. So he deleted it. But then it took Instagram like a month and a half to actually delete it. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying every day since. And then two nights ago, I tried and it fucking happened. And That's so, amazing. So now you could find me on Instagram at Skinny Vinny. You can find me on TikTok at Skinny Vinny 666. Um, you, you can do me on Twitter too. too, but I don't use Twitter much. I, I talk. Uh, the only time I talk on Twitter is when I talk about poop. Um, but That's fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. listen, Twitter, Twitter needs, Twitter is so depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if I want to get, de- if I'm in too much of a good mood, I go on Twitter and I just bring myself yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Instagram is my main one at skinny Vinny. Um, and yeah, I have a YouTube uh, and that's just my name. Your YouTube is so funny. Yeah. I feel like more people need to follow you on YouTube. Yeah. If, if you guys could check my YouTube out, that'd be sick. Um, YouTube's hard, man. It's fucking hard. It's just like gaining traction on YouTube is really hard. This is why I'm too lazy to do it. It's uh, dude, it's a full-time job. Never mind like do I have a fucking Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Like I have OnlyFans, I have Patreon. Wait, you like, have an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, I have an OnlyFans. Wait, what is on your OnlyFans? Just a lot of triple X content. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah. so you have like wait, like what? Okay, so I have never been on OnlyFans uh-huh. because, like, I don't know. I've just never been on OnlyFans. You would probably kill it on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so... F- I have a friend who was offered... Well, now they're taking all the porn off of it. No, they're not. No, they, Wait, ju- they that just, was just, like, a joke? No, it wasn't a joke. They were actually going to do it, and then, like, 90% of their fucking money. money is from sex workers. So they realized how much money they'd be losing, and then they they made another announcement. Saying Wait, so are it. you are you also a sex worker on? Uh, I guess you could say that. I guess, yeah. Wait, so is it like so what's on there? It's just a bunch of like solo. Is it you and girl? Yeah. Like, what so there's is there's this? some solo stuff. There's some videos with me and some chicks, and that's so funny. Yeah. That's what made you make an OnlyFans. Wait, now we're ending this on a fucking up note. Yeah. What, why did you decide? Did you like f- sharp left, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what made me. So I have a fr- uh, a homegirl that does it, and um, she makes she made like half a million dollars in the first year, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like she bought a house down in Laguna Niguel, bought a truck, bought her boyfriend a truck, a Harley, all this shit, dude, and she's mm-hmm. killing it. Granted, she's a beautiful w- woman. Mm-hmm. And not a big, hairy, tattooed guy. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, she's going to kill it. But, like, 95% of my people su- subscribe to my OnlyFans are gay dudes, which is fine. Like, I don't care. You know? like, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, and, like, I like I get paid to jerk off. Or, like, they, if they want a dick pic, you know, you gotta send me some money. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I totally don't blame you. That's, yeah. I feel like, though, you're going to become too famous, though, for the OnlyFans. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's the point. That's the, Hopefully that's the case, yeah. yeah. But there was, a, there was a point when I was down in Texas. I don't really do it anymore. Like, I kind of fell off. But um, there was a point in Texas where I was paying my rent with it. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Wait, this is so... You were just, like... I'm good at shooting everything else. Like, let me yeah. just do... Th- Wait, so how does the pay structure... Like, do, do you have a monthly and, like, you put out videos? Um, so, um, it's like, if I'm going to jerk off, 
Like I, I do it anyway. Make a few bucks. Make might as well make some, some money off it, you know. So I'll like grab the GoPro, <laughs> I'll just like set my GoPro up, and you know, I'll just film myself masturbating, and and then uh, I, and then like I already had like all these videos that I've had with like girls mm-hmm. that I would like I'd blur their faces or like blur most of their bodies. Are or they whatever. all like chicks with tattoos? Um, no, 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 no. Some of them are, but um. Like what was I gonna say? And and, um, and just just on a note, I, I've gotten permission by all of them. I've had I have contracts. I have all like I have handwritten permission that I am allowed to post it. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, and then like a lot of the, like a, like believe it or not, like a lot of girls get turned on if like a camera's rolling. Like a lot of girls are into that shit. So like a lot of times, if I'm hooking up with like a Tinder chick or something, I'll be like, hey, you mind if I whip the GoPro out? You know, and like they're just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> this is why. You're not dating anyone. Seriously. It's not the OnlyFans. It's the you're fucking and you're like, I want to get the. Ca-. And listen, I'm not. Wait, I should say this. I'm not judging anyone. I know you're I not have, judging. Yeah. No, 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 no. I have a friend who was a. I'm not gonna say her name. I should have her on the show though. Um, who was a pretty big porn star. Uh-huh. Um, yours. I mean, I don't. She doesn't. I mean, I haven't spoken to her in a while. I don't think she does anymore. I actually think she probably does OnlyFans yeah. or some other sort of like cam site. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to hang out with her and like all of her, fr- like I would go to her birthday party and she had like a lot of, and now I feel like the porn industry has totally changed. It's way different, yeah. But I think I'm very fascinated by like the way porn, I think it used to be. Now like anyone can do, I mean, yeah. I don't know if, did you see the OnlyFans documentary? No, I haven't. It's there. I I was surprised at how much money those people made. Yeah, I know. Because I'm like they were not like classically attractive girls. Yeah. You know, or like what is the I can't think of the expression like conventionally conventionally attractive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. listen, they're making more money than I am, yeah. so like yeah. good for them. But like I don't judge anyone in the porn industry. Do whatever. I mean, listen, I think prostitution should be legal. Do whatever. Did you, you see do how much? Body. Did you see how much? You know that bad baby chick. Yeah. She made $6 million. Or no, she made a million dollars in the first six hours. I know. Cash me Fucking outside. Fucking It's so insane. Putting the cash and yeah. cash And then there's outside. like these other chicks like Corinna Kampf. She's like a big YouTuber. Like she's part of the Vlog Squad with David Dobrik. Yeah. She made a million dollars in like a couple days. It's fucking absurd. People are at home they just they want to get it on, and the thing They're about not. bad ba- like the, like that bad baby chick like she just turned when she did it she turned eighteen and yeah. then did it. She doesn't do any nudes, it's just like all thongs and bikinis, no nudes, and she made a million dollars in six hours. At eighteen That's, years old, I feel like she got really lucky. Like, well, yeah, but you you got to think of it like this: all these fucking creep dudes. Yeah. Oh, she's so hot. Waiting for her to turn 18. And they've always wondered what she looks like naked. Of course they're going to fucking pay $20 to see her. In like a thong or whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm very proud to say that I've never bought in anybody's OnlyFans. I'm very (laughs) proud to say that. I've come close a few times. But I'm just like, nah, fuck that. Wait, who was it? That Corinna Kampf chick. I I almost bought hers. And then there's this other one. uh, her, Her name is Hawk Hates You or some shit like that. Um, she's like this like goth chick with tattoos. She's like super hot, and I almost bought hers too. But I, I'm like, I'm, then like when I'm about to do it, I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking spend twenty dollars just to jerk off real quick. Like that's, that's stupid. I feel like that you can just look on. I mean, I see girls <laughs> that are practically naked on Instagram all I of know. the time. Yeah, plus like Pornhub and all this yeah, stuff. You know, like you can do it for free. 
But, like, literally, Instagram, though, is, like, the most innocent of all, of, like, all things. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. you can just, and I'm, like, wow, these girls are, like, completely yeah. naked. And then I'm, like, was that top cut too low? <laughs> like, yeah. like, am I showing too much? Like, I was, I'm, like, I'm done with bikini shots. And I'm, like, oh, my God, someone <laughs> could jerk off this. And I'm, like, ooh, someone could jerk off to this. Like... <laughs> But it's either, it's either, I know people were not, my audience was not expecting me to say that because <laughs> normally I'm very like prim and proper, but uh -huh. it's, it's also fun to do these things to just like talk to people that I find interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. that are like out of my, out of my realm. Totally. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the biggest part, I, I really have no shame. See, at that's all. amazing. And it's a, and when that started happening, it was a very freeing feeling. Um, and I learned it. I, I, one of my, one of the dudes who I really looked up to growing up, he's a professional skateboarder, legend in the skate industry, Andy Roy. You know, I worked mm -hmm. with him on a podcast a couple of years ago and this dude has no shame whatsoever. And he was telling me, he's like, dude, who gives a fuck what people think? If you like it, like when you start not giving a fuck, it's so freeing. And I started really not giving a fuck. And then when you when I don't give a fuck and then I could look in the mirror and like be okay with the person who I am today, like my confidence my confidence is like super high and and I'm I'm happy and I love the per the man who I've become and then put, and then add not giving a fuck on top of that, it's like the most freeing feeling ever. And I do whatever the fuck I want and not give a shit. Like so I don't care if a picture of my dick is on the internet. I don't care if a picture of me jerking off is on the internet. I don't give a fuck. Maybe I might give a fuck later, like if I if I get bigger and like my entertainment mm. career blows up, I'm like then maybe I, I won't do it. But like I don't care. Like my dick isn't the biggest. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it works. It works great, <laughs> but it's not the biggest. Or like so, no one has any complaints. Yeah, no yeah, exactly. There's been no complaints, right? So it's like I don't give a fuck. Like I like <laughs> it's, it's no see i aspire it's so do you know amy dresner she's been on dopey she lives out here i think i do yeah okay so i'm actually like irl friends with her and i have like called her i mean like i love amy to like the end of the earth i've called her like crying about things like yeah. she's just such, and she's this whole thing like fuck shame right mm -hmm. and i just like aspire to not give a fuck yeah and i do that's that's the it's problem. amazing it's such a freeing feeling it, like, I, like, how do you get to not, because I think that those are the people who do best on YouTube and yeah. best on the, inter, best, yeah. like, creators are people who just don't give a shit. Yeah, so there there was a point where, like, when I started making my own content, mm -hmm. um, that, like, oh, I don't want to do something where I have to take my shirt off, or, oh, like, I don't want to, like, I, I was still very self, like, I was very insecure about, like, what I looked like, because I was a lot bigger, you know, I'm mm -hmm. still big, but, like, uh, I was a lot bigger and I was still insecure and like I didn't want like people seeing me with my shirt off or whatever. I feel like you're naked in every fucking yeah. YouTube video. Yeah, so now it's like I'm naked. Like, I don't care. I'll get fucking naked. I don't care. You know, and it's like when, when you get to that point of where like you have that self-confidence and self-worth and like you know what you bring to the table and you know that you're a good person and you know all this shit. It's like, what are people going to say about you? Oh, you have a tiny dick. And? You know, it's like, it's like who fucking cares? It, it, it is what it is. You know, I, like, I didn't choose to have a tiny penis. It's, it's like, it's, it is what I'm it is. I'm sure you don't have, like, a tiny... You, you say that, you're, like, uh, have a... Like, you're not, like, the, like... I'm sure it's not, like, a micro penis. No, it's not a micro penis, but it's, like, a little... It's, like, a tiny bit below average. Like, <laughs> like whatever. I'm not ashamed of it. 
It is what it is, you know, but it fucking works great. Listen, I'm sure the ladies have, I mean, listen, you're getting laid left and right. Yeah. I'm sure you're, but you say that in, you just say that like in a negative way. Like it's, you said, yeah. Because it's like, I'm, I'm, it makes me sick. It really does. It makes me sick. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, but I still do it. That's the sick part about it. Like I, like I love sex. I love sex so much. And another, I think another reason is because like, I never like, yeah, I got laid back in the days, but not as much now. And like, like I said, like I'm kind of making up for lost time and I'm taking advantage of like my situation right now. Like I think I'm a good looking dude now. And like, I, I'm doing rad shit and I'm, I'm making people laugh and I like, I'm, I'm, I'm inspiring people to get sober. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a fucking rad dude. You know what I mean? So like, I'm going to take advantage of this and get laid as much as I fucking can and just make up for lost time. And I was, I was doing that a lot. I still am, but I don't want it anymore. Like, it's I, like you, you probably are a sex addict. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think that like, you know, people go from one thing, they replace it. I mean, like, it's hard not to be addicted to, to something. I take everything to the extreme. What I've learned, even in my sobriety, everything I do, I take to the extreme, whether it be our content, whether it be sex, whether it be, I crave attention, whether it's like buying a ridiculous car that I don't need. You know, it's like I take everything to the fucking extreme. And, but it's I like, don't feel like this is a ridiculous car that you don't need. I mean, I didn't have to buy a fucking Lexus. I could have bought a, a cheap Honda. You know what I mean? Like, like, but I like nice things. Wait, you know? did you, did you read TMZ today about Beck's divorce? No. And they're like, and his wife is getting the 2014 Honda Odyssey. I'm like, Beck drives a Honda? <laughs> exactly, you know? Like, I'm like, what the fuck is... Like, it's not even like the Chrysler Pacifica, the mommy minivan <laughs> yeah, that everyone yeah. has. Yeah. It's of 2014. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, Beck? Yeah. You're not that cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, it's... um. To, to, end, to end this on a, on a, yeah. on a good note... I'm very happy. I'm very proud. Um, sobriety changed my life. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for everything that I have in my life. I'm grateful for the people that I have in my life. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've been given in my life. And uh, at the end of the day, I just love entertaining people. And that's what I want to continue doing. I want to give people that, that 30 to 60 seconds out of their day to laugh if they're having a fucking shitty day. That's what keeps me going. You are killing it. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you.